Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2014 and beyond. My name is Ryan. I'm your most excellent host. With me always is... James. And you know what I love, James? Uh, when Brad's not here. Yes. Fuck Brad. <laughs> I he's, love... He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, I want to make bitch. sure that we introduce, when we have guests, fellow filmmakers in our presence. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Please introduce yourselves to our wonderful listening audience. Uh, hi, I'm Alex Rhodes-Wilmer. And I'm here with uh, uh, Jesse Stewart. How's it going? And I am Aaron Laid. Cool, guys. So what brings you to the Fortress of Solitude? Uh, mostly Godzilla. Nice. But, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, but also we're kind of promoting a movie we're making this summer. Uh, it's called Mount Molehill. Uh, Indiegogo's up. And, um, yeah, if you want to talk promotional-wise. Sure. Well, it's going to be a really cool movie, I think. Um, I think, uh, it's something that we've been working pretty hard on for about six or seven months, roughly. That's right. Um, it's, uh, I mean, I should probably let you do the synopsis and all, but um, how long, actually, I have a question for you even. How long has this been around for you, actually? Um, a while. I kind of always, well, the, the basic premise is that this uh, Chinese railroad worker gets killed by a grizzly bear, and so his little daughter, she's like eight years old, goes and takes his shotgun and tries to go kill it. Um, that's awesome. I know. A revenge <laughs> tale. Yeah, I'm, already on, I'm already on board. Cool. That's good. That's a good sign. Um, I've had it for a while, kind of. Um, I don't know. I always saw it as sort of like an R-rated Disney movie sort of thing. So, yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, Brave it's, with more death. Yeah. I, I describe it as Dora the Explorer meets There Will Be Blood. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. That's about tonally what I want to do with it. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd had the script... For a while, took it around to producers like Alex and everyone. It used to be like a 30-page short film odyssey, unshootable sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, a, a year or two now. Um, and don't forget the bear. Yeah, the bear. The, the, we definitely have a bear. And it's definitely How do you Actual have a bear? Actual real-life bear. Uh, yeah, we just are going up into the mountains. We're going to go find one. <laughs> nice. girl in front of Lure it, yeah. it with uncooked steak. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. We're going to cover a small Chinese girl with meat. Yeah, exactly, and tie some fish to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I can't really confirm anything with that. I mean, we have the bear, but we <laughs> le legally, um, same with the train. We have trains and bears and wow. all that good stuff, yeah. Was uh, it harder to find a train or a bear? Uh, the the bear in terms of affordability, but the, okay. the train in terms of availability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. you can yeah. always buy a bear with enough money. Yeah, you can buy exactly. a bear, is what you're saying. Yeah, enough money won't necessarily buy you a train. True, exactly. So, have you raised all the money for your Indiegogo 
Um, it just went up the other nice. day. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it's sort of uh, picking up steam now, actually. Um, but yeah, we're on here to promote that. And uh, why uh, why Indiegogo instead of Kickstarter? Just out of curiosity. Um, because we have plenty of funding to make it bare bones just shoot it sort of thing mm. and so we'd like to make it as good as it can be and so kickstarter with the the whole you don't get the money unless unless you, you succeed to a certain yeah 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 um and indiegogo has been good in the past with past films that we've done um and and it just tends to have a little more user-friendly integration into facebook and all that cool 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 so what are each of your jobs on the movie uh, I wrote and directed it, and then I'll have some weird producer title with the money being thrown into Executive. it. Executive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Executive decision. Remember that movie with Kurt Russell? Hell yes. <laughs> Oliver yeah. Platt. Yeah. Puts a toothpick in the bomb. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Resident Kurt Russell, too. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex, you're producing. Uh, yes, I am producing. Um, What's your job as a producer? Well, it's uh, various tasks. Yeah, this, this is this is my hard hitting questions. The, I get lunch every now and then. <laughs> um, Sometimes, uh, Jesse and I go and get uh, Chinese food every uh, nice. about three times a week. Um, no, really, it's been. Uh, I mean, lately, it's been all bear related because it's been mm-hmm. trying to make sure that we're doing the right thing there and uh, and talking to the right people and um, has been kind of tough. I mean, there's. There's a few options, and uh, really, kind of. Wow, I just learned something totally new today. That there's <laughs> options for bears to be in movies in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Well, not start making bear movies. Not in Colorado. Wow. Actually, oh. uh, well, I mean, grizzly bears aren't exactly. They're not around. They're n- no, in they're not Colorado. So, um, well, neither are alligators, but I can get those in Colorado. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. sewers. I yeah, I can find you alligators in Colorado. No, no, really. <laughs> Go down to the uh, Great Sand Dunes. There's a farm down there. Oh, oh, oh! Right yeah. on. I'm just saying. Um, if you ever make an alligator movie, I just help, I want producer credits. I will. I've I will definitely. Oh, I've been looking know, for an alligator <laughs> guy. It's happening. Um, uh, I have this movie about a, a Mexican girl who wanders into a swamp to kill an alligator uh, that I just wrote two seconds ago. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's going to be great. Oh wow! I'm funding on. A new we should show probably. Keep I need a producer. Keep us, keep so us posted because I think we're like. Should, shouldn't it be a French Cajun I, girl who wanders into a swamp? Uh, it makes more sense for an alligator than a Mexican girl. I, a Mexican girl would be, I don't know, a chupacabra or something. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I mean, know where to find a chupacabra farm. These are Dude, all... don't you ever watch Monster Hunters? <laughs> I, do, I do. I'm just kidding. I've, I've seen, never seen it. I have seen <laughs> Mountain seen Monsters. Yes. Have you really? Yep. Yep. What, what's the point of that show? Because they're never going to... Obviously, they're never going to No, gonna they, never, they never find anything. I don't... Spoilers. That's the... <laughs> they just put cages in the woods... And then they drink beer and watch. Oh them. hey! Oh hey! Well, oh shit! Brad's well, here. Well. How's it going, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> well, now we can't. Nah. Uh, but anyways, glad to see you're alive and in one piece. We're uh, we're talking about jobs on the movie, and we went Finding on this bears. weird tangent. This weird uh, bear about, movie about bears and alligators, <laughs> and it's a uh, the whole thing has been ongoing. Uh, I mean, the bear thing has been easily the most exciting part of the whole thing just not you know not really knowing what to expect from that and uh and asking around and uh seeing what's actually available and what's economically viable you know um but uh as far as 
studios are concerned, I mean, we shot this, uh, we had to do this trailer independently um, of the project just to, on one hand, to raise awareness. And uh, the on another hand, it was basically like this big trial and error deal for the art department. Mm -hmm. And it really is an art department movie uh, through and through. Um, it's taking place in the late 1800s. Like, you may be out in the middle of nowhere, but it's still like everything from the wardrobe and all the uh, extras we'll have to have. And it's pretty, um, I mean, there's a lot that you have to be uh, super cautious about. I mean, you can't you can't try to fake a lot of the stuff and have people believe that it's 1800s transcontinental railroad deal. Like it, it's kind of, uh, you have to respect, you know, the story that you're trying to tell. And, um, so a lot of, a lot of the work was basically just kind of getting the doing, basically doing like a fantasy draft to getting a lot of our favorite people together, uh, that we all really like that could do good work. And, um, getting that trailer made was actually a good long, I mean, that was hard. Just, just, I don't know how many shots are in that trailer, but it feels like when you watch it, it's like, wow, that was, that was a lot of work that went into that one minute thing, you know? Hmm. Um, and we gotta, we gotta boost that like uh, by a thousand percent for the actual thing. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm feeling totally, I'm calmer on this than I've ever been on anything else. And, considering that this is probably the biggest thing that I've tried to do with anybody else. I, it's really, it's, I'm thankful that there are this many awesome, totally, uh, super creative, uh, people that are really good at collaborating with others that are willing to like come together under one roof and try to do this. Um, cause without these guys, it would never, ever happen. And, uh, obviously our director is pretty all right. You know, nice. So. <laughs> nice. Um, Aaron, yeah. I, I I assume that you play the little Chinese girl. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're right, bitches. You know, I, I've accepted that typecast at this point. You know, I do <laughs> Chinese girls. The rest of my career, that'll be fine. No, actually, I am an actor, though I'm not acting in Mount Mohill. I am hoping to get a grip credit. It would be an awesome project just to be involved in and to work on. Although I am in the promotional video uh, without my pants on. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, ladies. ladies. <laughs> which should bring in some money, I would yeah. think. Which, yeah. Um, cool. Other than that, no, I'm just uh, I'm happy to be involved in this project um, uh, any way that I can. So. Awesome. And he makes a really good Superman. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, you do have <laughs> a Clark Kent like, vibe. Yeah. I can feel it. I can feel it. <clears throat> From way across the room. I can. Yes, ladies, I can feel it from all the way on the other side. Yeah, he, uh, he actually promised me that he was going to dress up as Superman for Parody Rises at Comic Con. Nice. Um, so, you know, that's like a month away. So, uh, hope you're ready yeah, to I'm hitting the gym. soup out. <laughs> all right, all right. Without his pants on. <coughs> yeah, which we'll see how DC red underwears on. <laughs> we'll see. So, where can we find you guys? Where can we donate? How can we donate? And what perks do we get for donating? Uh, I'm going to give this to Jesse. Uh, yeah, nice strategy there. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, we are on Indiegogo. Just search Mount Molehill and all that. Um, you can also look on uh, AR Works Productions Facebook page, Urban Lights Entertainment Facebook page, Epicene Entertainment's Facebook page, because um, we've got like three other, two or three other producers as well. Um, yeah, but mostly, um, and LukeAskelson.com. It should be on there pretty soon, the trailer and all that. Um, perks. 
Uh, I'll probably hand it back over to you if I forget any. Uh, we got some nice uh, sort of special features things that we're doing. Like we're going to have a whole behind the scenes short film made about the making of it sort of thing. Um, and then a lot of associate producer credits, IMDb credits. Um, uh, if you donate, I can't remember whatever amount will pay for you to get into a national park anywhere in the country for mm. free. That's a, cool That's a neat one. one yeah. Um, and yeah, like 10% of every dollar goes to Denver children's home. If it, yeah. So, so now you're helping a movie, you're helping a yeah. charity donate assholes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said it, not me, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's plenty of perks, uh, and then plenty, plenty of heartstring incentives like that. Yeah. Um, am I cool. forgetting anything? Yeah. I mean, there's the, uh. No, that's pretty much it. Uh, there's also, um, I mean, the the top perk uh, we we can ha- well, we're gonna have anybody who's willing to you can take be a photo with the generous. Um, I mean, we're talking about adding a perk, so you know, you, know, <laughs> you never know <laughs> how, how much. <laughs> but um, but uh, get to ride the bear. That's oh, what man, I want. That would be so cool. I mean, we have to. Is a bear gonna be on a unicycle? A lot of paperwork, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, I mean, no promises, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, there is definitely a perk in there where um, I think it's the the highest one. But I mean, we could come to set regardless of where you're from, and you could stay with us. So I think we're going to be camping for about uh, six or seven days, uh, just sort of as a unit out there in the wilderness, filming with this little girl, and uh, you can come out and uh, spend some time, meet the cast and crew, and get an autograph script, and you know all that other fun stuff. Um, but uh I don't know it's we you know we spent a lot of time uh on the whole thing making sure that um if you if you are willing to whether or not you're a filmmaker or whether or not you know who we are that there's still something that you get back that um uh you know is is beneficial I think uh indiegogos and kickstarters at this point especially when it comes to just being fed through so- social media are just completely I mean I know that I, I mean I've got uh on one hand we're all broke and we're all trying to make movies and, and do yeah. what we love to do and everything. And so that doesn't help. Um, and many of us donate what we can when we can, but, um, it's gotten to a point where it's oversaturated and it's just like, you're, I can't go on Twitter or Facebook without seeing six, seven movies that are all saying like, Hey, we'll give you an IMDb credit or whatever. And it's like, that's, that's great to a certain point, but you know, like what, what, uh, what's your movie about? And like, do I want my name on it? And like, does somebody who, doesn't necessarily know anything about you want their name on it and um you know so there's we did spend a lot of time talking about um why we're doing this like why you know like jesse said like we um we are in a position that we could we couldn't make this movie i guess without additional support but it's it's it would be um a very different animal uh entirely like an alligator like it would be a lot more like an alligator than a bear which isn't exactly like what we're you know (laughs) we spent a lot of time trying to make it more of a bear than an alligator yeah so uh um it's just at this point um like I wouldn't be surprised if you know just even just a few years from now that these things start to kind of that the if the model will eventually change and uh really the conversation started from the get go like I think we had even some conversation at some point like what would happen if we just had one perk and how could we actually make that work and how could we make that worth whoever's going to spend whatever money um and and would they would that be interesting? Would it be a, mm-hmm. enough to like switch it up and make it so we've got their attention just on that alone? Or um, 
I don't know. I just feel like it's such a. I mean, it's sort of a shame to admit, but I, you know, I I'm not even projects that I want to help. I can't always help, and and in other cases, it's uh, I'm, I could maybe give them five bucks, but I'm not. Uh, maybe I'm not feeling like it's worth it to me, or even worth it to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like maybe sure I could definitely give them five bucks, but. Um, I'm not seeing, you know, when they've got their $15,000 goal and they've got two days to go and, uh, and you know, they've only got 100 bucks on their campaign, like me giving them five bucks for a pat on the back, you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense mm-hmm. at a certain point. Um, I think the difference, because you're right, like it is getting very saturated. I think that the hope is that the where that whole sort of market goes is that it it sort of separates and you get the movies that, are actually really interesting and are the reason that you want to support them is because you want to see the movie, not because like you want to necessarily support somebody in their dream. Right. So like the difference here, like this one is really cool because you, you, you pitched me that, that story in, in one line. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to see, I don't, I don't know the rest of the story, but it seems really cool. It's got a good hook and I want to see, see this movie. And that is enough to make me want to support it. Um, cause you know, if I, I can't see it, in a theater for $10 if you guys don't make it. So I might as well give you $10 and you guys go make it and me and everybody else who wants to see it. Um, but yeah, sure. there, there are so many projects out there that it's really just about being able to, to differentiate between that are the ones that are actually worth a damn and the ones that aren't. Um, and I think especially if you guys can d- already do it and you can produce something really short and cool and be like, look, we can get a motherfucking bear. Like, this is going to be a cool thing. That sort of separates you from the chaff in some ways, um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, really, it, I mean, this, is, this goes without saying, and it's, it's everybody's argument, but it really starts with the story, mm-hmm. like, and it starts with a good script. And, like, you can ask for however much money you want to make your crazy, epic, sci-fi, wannabe Star Wars thing or whatever. Um, but if it, if, it isn't, if it isn't fresh and it isn't... Um, I I don't know. I just I've got a lot of confidence in everybody working on this, and it from the get go I felt like the script was worth seriously investing in, and uh, I think uh, with a little bit of extra help, I mean we really can push this thing to to uh, heights that I I'm not even sure that I can fathom right now. That's awesome. So uh, and I think to anyone just going and seeing the trailer um, that we managed to put together, we'll be convinced of the um, you know the quality. Of this project, it's not just you know someone. I've seen the, you know, the pitches of someone saying they have a great idea, and it's just video of them giving their pitch on their little DSLR they have set up in their bedroom, and that yeah. could be could turn out to be something great. But what you've already managed to do with um, with the music and with the uh, you know the adorable uh, lead, yeah. <laughs> this girl, the bear, uh, <laughs> and the bear, of course. <laughs> Um, you know, you've already the trials you've already had to go through with the art department getting that look uh, that you've already managed to do uh, even at this point before the major production has begun is um, a testament to what you will be able to do, especially if you get the full funding that uh, that you want to. That's true, for sure. Cool. Um, so anyway, do you have anything else you'd like to add on on that note, Jesse? Uh, I guess yeah, we'd. Uh, like your time just to watch the trailer and the pitch video because we did put a lot of effort into we were just constantly saying um why should people care 
in terms of the Indiegogo pitch video and the trailer and all that. So we took that conscious effort to at least make it entertaining. So at the very least, if you wouldn't mind watching the trailer, that'd be awesome. Um, and yeah, we look forward to maybe your support. And even if you can't, like if you're those people who right now you can't give, like just if it looks cool, tell your friends. Yeah, I mean, that's insanely helpful. Just word of mouth is huge. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Spread it. Spread it wide. Wait for it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for coming by, guys. We really appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck. And it sounds really cool. Anytime you have a bear with something, I think um, I think you have a winner. I think yeah. you have a winner. Uh, if you're wondering what we do on Real Nerds Podcast, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we went and saw Godzilla. Ooh. Ooh, stay tuned for the end of the show oh, for Brad, Godzilla. You gotta, like, throw that scream into the background every time we say Godzilla. So it's like, <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> it's yes, Gojira, oh. you yeah. morons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that movie. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just turn the show into you talking about why, why I you like, like the Broderick <laughs> Defend yourself. <laughs> no, I, I won't. I, I, I can't. I can't defend myself. I owned it on DVD. That's how much I Hey, Independence it. Day is yeah. great. Independence right? Day He's, is great. He, great. The guys made good movies. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Movies. No. Movies. 90s. The 90s were his time. Mm. Yeah. I like The Patriot. I thought 2012 was just like the best thing ever. But uh, yeah. That's just me. <laughs> I, I, while I think you're I insane, I laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, is that man. the last movie John Cusack has done? Probably. Uh, no, no, no. The Raven. Oh, that's what right. was that? He did do the Raven. Oh, like. Yeah, where he like plays Edgar Allan Poe. Allan Poe. Oh. He he plays Sherlock Holmes's Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, I forgot about that. I said, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is really good. <laughs> Let's yeah. steal this. What if this time it was a poet? <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Man. So you guys are horrible. You guys all just saw Godzilla for the first time. Yep. Yeah. 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 We'll review it. it we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. But first, yeah, we got to do some other stuff. Brad, Ryan, what oh, else yeah. do we have to do? Uh, first, we have to tell people that now if you buy your tickets to Denver Comic Con, because now you can also get a ticket to see the Star Trek The Next Generation reunion oh, yeah. show yeah. at the Belco Theater that we were told about uh, at, uh, the, which one we go to? Anime Land? Wasabi? Yeah. That we could yeah. finally say that we knew was happening. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay! Great all job, right, Denver right, Comic Con. Uh, They didn't specifically tell us who it was going to be, but they told us that there was going to be a Belco Theater experience that you would have to Mm -hmm. do as well. But you know what's weird? It says the Next Generation reunion, but why is William Shatner Shatner in it? Yeah, because he's a really great host. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I I went for Peter Mayhew instead of Shatner last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we had like the 50 bucks. And I was like, oh, you know, Peter Mayhew's probably coming back. Shatner's not. Yeah, <laughs> it is really interesting. They're only there for that night, though. But I was I was digging through uh, the Comic Con's guests and looking at the prices of autographs or you know pictures. Adam West is eighty dollars. That's really expensive. Whoa! But you know what? It might be worth it if yeah. you could if they actually you know had the Blu-rays come out by beforehand and. Yeah, it is a dollar for how old he is. That's pretty good. He's like. He probably doesn't care. I wonder if he has. Uh, there's a in the new season of Family Guy. There is 
Adam West as the mayor completely naked and he presses his dick up against a window. Do you think he'll have that shot that he'll autograph for you at Denver Comic Con? <laughs> I would I'm pay 80 so. bucks for that. I mean, I signed. would pay 80 bucks for that, most definitely. Uh, yeah, with it being Batman 75th and all, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if he's not, the, I mean, anybody that's coming. Because there's Robin, Catwoman, yeah. Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's like, that's insane. Is Julie Newmar still Kevin, hot? Because Kevin she's Conroy. really sexy in, you know, the 60s. Is uh, there a chance she's still hot? I'm sure. Old Of course she is. Yeah. <laughs> I'd do her. In a Harold and Maude kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I also have some cool news, too. Uh, Birdman Barbecue is no longer Birdman Barbecue. They've actually gone bigger. They're called uh, Pam Palms, and it's... uh, Isn't that what they were called before? It was, and then they switched to Birdman, but Jay, uh, the owner of it, his father, his grandfather, that was his nickname, they kind of changed to Birdman, and then when Jay's father passed away, they kind of went back to... You know, their old school ways. And now they have like way more flavors and wow. they have their own like hot wing sauce. And every Saturday they're at the Lone Tree um, Farmer's Market in Colorado. Really? So, yeah, go check them out. It's like right close to me. I know. Oh, you yeah, can, they have like an, there. And they're going to have an apricot uh, new barbecue sauce coming out. And it's a really cool new logo and uh, really excited for them. So say hi. Very cool. Yeah, go check them out. Shit's good. We do lots of movie shit on this podcast. Box office numbers, stuff that's coming out, news, reviews, comic books. Do you have a comic book this week, James? Fuck! I have one. It's cool. Good. Um, and so uh, you guys are more than welcome to sit through the whole thing. If you don't want to, you want to say, hey, fuck you guys. I hate you. Uh, we can do the <laughs> Godzilla review first. You guys can decide. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. With You're going to stay? Yeah, all right. All right. Cool. We love it. Cool, cool. Brad's just going to sit there and shut up. Shut the fuck up, Brad. I mean, I'd like to just go ahead and admit that this morning I picked up for the first time a copy of The Dark Knight Returns, which is probably, maybe that's, there's a bit of blasphemy in there, but I've never touched. Hey, I mean, killing joke? I've read The Killing Joke, and I'm even like Batman's biggest fan. You, you piece of shit. Brad is saying saying that he has never read The Killing Joke. Um, See, even I've read that one. I'm not very good at keeping up with things. Yeah. I, hey, everybody's got to read The Dark Knight Returns for the first time at some point. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as, as someone who's currently like going through my list of shame and, and clicking, uh, uh, checking off movies that I've never seen, that it's, it's horrible that I've never, never seen, don't spoil what you see on my screen. Uh, um, tell me what he has on his screen. No, don't. Nope. No, don't. No, don't. Fuck Actually, him. Actually, you already know about <laughs> this one. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, it, uh, everybody's got to jump in at some point. Yeah. Well, given the fact that Alex says, um, you know, produced a Batman parody film, that we'll be showing at Comic Con. Maybe there's a little more. Uh, All right, maybe. fine. Yeah, way to way to throw him <laughs> under the bus. Like I was trying <laughs> to like. Oh, thanks for the promotion. Idea. Are you going to be at the Real Heroes? Uh, uh, yes, thing? indeed. Cool. We are too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We made some stuff. We made some stuff. That's awesome. But yeah, you were at Comic Con last year. You can hear an interview with you. Yeah. Yep. You can go listen to yourself. You can go listen talk to yourself to talk about <laughs> Parody Rises on our podcast where we talk. I love hearing myself. I listen to our podcast usually every week. Yeah. And I just, I'll be like on the elliptical working out. I'm like, oh, I'm so funny. <laughs> um, Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, mean, I actually, uh, I, yeah, I listen to you guys' stuff. Oh, thanks. Often. We appreciate yeah. that. Oh, I, I did the whole two and a half hours of Spider-Man 2, and then I was like, oh, nice. that's a, that a, that a big argument one. Usually when yeah. the whole yeah. the room is divided in half, 
because Brad's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he doesn't have a mic. He doesn't have well, a mic I mean, the first time again. I saw Spider-Man 1, I was just like, I think I walked out with the third act fresh in my mind. And I was mm. just like, man, it was just like, I'm not even sure how I feel about it. Like, I don't, I don't think I love it. And then I uh, watched it a second time and was like, what am I uh, still expecting cinematic excellence out of a comic book movie? Like, I, you know, and I loved Spider-Man 2. All contrived bad guy stuff aside and all that. Like, I, that was great. Yeah, here, here's the thing is I'm not the best gauge because I love Spider-Man so much. Yeah. So they do a lot of fan service, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. <laughs> I mean, but that's to a great degree. That's what it is. I mean, you have a, enough of a story to string things along. It's got to be mildly compelling. And, um, you know, there will be you'll have your pitfalls. But Yeah, I did it, have as long my as only delivers. complaint about it is I didn't like that Electro had, like, lightning bolts, cartoon <laughs> lightning bolts on his costume. <laughs> that was lame. That was unnecessary. Yeah, see, when that's as bad as it gets, yeah. as far as complaints. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, still a cool movie. He killed one guy and brought him back to life. Yeah. You don't mess with Electro. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this is the stuff we've been watching this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Long pause. It's going to be a cool pause, summer. Long pause. Long pause. It's not the long the long pause doesn't work for Brad if you say oh, long that's pause. Right, that's right. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Brad doesn't have a mic. He can't do anything about it. <laughs> so this uh, segment, guys, we talk about stuff we've been watching throughout the week. Um, if you guys want to start, you can, or we can start, so you can kind of get the mojo going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I saw a few things this week. Uh, I rewatched Castaway, which I haven't seen in a long oh, time. Oh man, I've been itching to. And it's uh, yeah, it's still a great movie. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of the best performances by a single actor for an extended period of time with not really saying anything on screen. There aren't so many movies that could pull that off. No, and you know it's just uh, and visually it's still really cool. Yeah. Um, the plane crash still looks amazing. Uh, you know when he's coming up and the plane is sinking in the water yeah it's amazing how well that effect shot holds up the the big ship not quite as much uh even on blu-ray uh you can see little mm. jaggies on it but still a great movie um is it robert zemeckis's best film not your favorite maybe maybe uh, you know, I, you, I, there is an argument there for me for Back to the Future. Right. Uh, no, I mean, that's the other one, right? Like, it's yeah, either that or it's Back to the Future. Yeah, because I... I mean, they're totally different animals. Yeah, that's so Exactly. Hard. No, 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 I know. That's why I that's said so best, hard. not favorite, right? Like, um, no, it's R- not Roger Rabbit. Roger uh, Rabbit's a great Robert movie, Ra- too. Roger Rabbit is great, but fucking Castaway. Like, man... He pulls off standing at a crossroads at the end of that movie. Yep. <laughs> like, he pulls that shot off. Like, ah, oh, nah. I love that movie. And I, I cry every time. Who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been on a big Tom Hanks kick. I, I've bought a lot of his movies that I haven't had a chance to watch yet because I also watched the whole second season of Game of Thrones. Uh, is he in that? No, I, he, sh- <laughs> he should be. <laughs> it's just a weird segue. Dude, I found out Peter Dinklage is American. I always thought he was British. Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah. of uh, uh, that movie with the death at a funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know why you don't like the show, James. I think it's really well done. I think the acting's good. I don't think it's as like crude as you think it is either. Wait, somebody does not like Game of Thrones. James, uh, yeah, hates I, it. I pretty fucking hate that show. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I've seen two episodes and I think you're crazy. Uh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I think that show is a god awful mess. Um, but 
I, I, we'd have to go back to past episodes where it was fresh in my mind for me to like call, create a really good but, argument. You know, but uh, to be fair to James, he also watched a complete season of Two Broke Girls. So <laughs> wait, 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 wait! No, I turned the finale off halfway through because it was the same jokes that were just longer. Because uh, okay. that was oh, an, that, the, the finale was an hour it. long, so they just made the <laughs> yeah. jokes. So longer. he only he only watched twenty two episodes, guys. Okay, yeah. I mean, let's, yeah. let's well, be 22 fair. Twenty two and a half. Yeah. yeah, let's be let's be um, fair. Uh, but no, I, I think the show is really well done. I think the the stories are really compelling. Um, I, I it, it's really interesting where they don't focus on the battles in the show. They, they actually just focus on the relationships between the people. Um, except for I think this the second to last episode, there's a huge battle where people are getting yeah. slashed in half, which it's is cool. cool. It's really cool. Um, and there's you know it's really not like graphically tons of nudity. I I got this big sense from people who would hype and say, oh, there's tons of nudity and stuff. Hey, it's not. You've watched a lot of Spartacus. It's just I, enough I, for me. I, I love Spartacus. <laughs> it's not Spartacus. And Spartacus, people are decapitated while they're fucking. So, right. to no. me, that really? is. Oh, yeah. I need oh, to watch yeah. this. No. Oh, dude, you need to watch Spartacus <laughs> because it's it's produced by Sam Raimi and Rob oh, Tapper. Really? So it looks really cool and it's super over the top. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it looks. The first few episodes feel like uh, 300. It has the same kind of slow motion, this and that. And then. Around the third or fourth episode, it starts hitting its stride, and it gets really bloody and amazing. Yeah. Political backstabbing. Lucy Lawless naked in every episode. Oh, Lucina. bummer. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, wieners in every episode, if you're into that. Um, uh, bummer? Yeah. <laughs> to some. <laughs> or some people be like, Nice. Um, but no, it, bold yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I actually really like Game of Thrones. Um, I, I think it's just, there's a part of me that wants to go back and rewatch it, um, specifically because I think you're having a different experience than I do. Yeah, so I'm like, curious that how does it hit you that you don't? Um... So part of my, my one of my biggest problems with the show is I think it's written incorrectly. I think that they should have written that show the way that they write um, like Lost or Mad Men, where each episode they deal primarily with mostly one character so that that episode has an arc. Um, so because Ryan is watching it like episode, 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 episode and not waiting week to week, I feel like he's probably getting a more cohesive story than when you're watching it on the air. I would agree um, with that because I think because I think, I think it, like each episode is kind of a mess. Like they, they give you, they give you clips of story, but they don't actually progress the story in an episode. No, I think you're right. I think too, that's why I really enjoyed lost. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the finale. A lot of people have the problem with the finale of Lost, but I actually thought it tied up everything really well because I watched Lost season one to the finale. Right. I didn't have any interruptions. I didn't have the writer strike to worry about. Yeah. Seriously, like straight through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think you're probably right on Game of Thrones because I can see, too, how it might be a little uh, jumbled. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a show that you have to sort of live in, I think, to really enjoy, which is why the fans like it so much, because they've they've read the books, they already know what's going on. Like For them, it's just reenactment. Um, I, I think it's a show that you've, you've got to be very present inside of. You can't watch it like... I, now, I say that, there's still shit I think is really bad about that show. Like, I think they make some horrible mistakes in the way that they write it. Um, and some of the stories that they tell, and you know, what, and James, like you that, can write a better episode. You fucking write it. <laughs> I, I don't see. I don't see Game of Thrones. HBO. Like I, said, I had to door. watch right. the pilot more than once just to uh, understand what the fuck was going on. The pilot actually, it's okay. I, I thought. Well, I thought the ending at the time where the the mm-hmm. actual the last shot of the sure. thing. I was like, wow, I'm going yeah. to uh, watch that again. Yeah, like, immediately. Yeah, and it. 
it wasn't for a lack of thinking that I mean I'm sure I would have caught on and figured out like exactly what was going on with everybody pretty quick mm-hmm. after that, but uh I it knocked my socks off. Like the very end of that. And I wasn't sure. I was like, mm-hmm. so like they're banging and like I think they're related, but I'm not sure because I haven't <laughs> read the books. But they got the same hair, whether or not, so they must be brothers. Whether or not they're actually related, they still push the kid out the window and uh, awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> like cool. Um, uh, you know what's cool too is the Blu-rays. This might help you too, James. The Blu-rays actually have an interactive map that you select each little area and it gives you the history of the whole oh, area. Oh, this is getting nerdy. Oh, God, this and, is too much for you. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. Uh, I also watched a movie called Frankenstein Created Woman. Oh. Um, I, I love horror films. And what's really cool lately on Blu-ray is, this isn't a Scream Factory, but I love Scream Factory because they put out stuff like um, Psycho 2 on Blu-ray and uh, They Live and things like that. Uh, but this one is the Hammer Collection, and I've only seen one Hammer uh, horror film, and it's Dracula AD, mm-hmm. which one everybody's seen. And I, we were at Tradesmart, and I'm, I was flipping through, I'm like, man, I should get another movie. I don't know what I want to get. And there in, like, pink lettering, it said Frankenstein Created Woman, and then on the cover is this girl in bandages and uh, Peter Cushing, like, as Victor Frankenstein. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll get it. Uh, and... <laughs> It starts really, really slow. Is it supposed to be a comedy or a horror? Horror. Okay. It, it is horror. Um, but I will say this. When it gets going, it's actually pretty good. Huh. Um, it has this weird Romeo and Juliet uh, kind of feel to it. Um, where this Victor Frankenstein's assistant is in love with this deformed girl in town. And he sees her beauty. And she's picked on by the rich the rich kids in town and by kids, I mean, they're probably like in their twenties, but the, right. the rich kids in town are mean to her. Um, and, uh, the shopkeeper in town is murdered and they think that her boyfriend, the Victor Frankenstein's assistant killed him. So he's sent to the guillotine and gets his head chopped off and she kills herself, throws herself in, um, the river and Frankenstein, finds out that you can be dead for 60 minutes because your soul doesn't leave your body. So he uh, transfers his assistant's soul into this woman, um, Frankenstein's lady monster. Yeah, the premise is really stupid. Um, (laughs) But the girl goes from being deformed to like a super hot 60s chick. Um, (laughs) And it, it turns into a revenge film where because she has the thinking of the assistant, she goes off and is going to kill all the guys who wronged, wrongly accused him of killing the shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. And she uses her sexuality to lure them and put their guard down. And um, It's really fascinating. It's a really fascinating movie. I don't... It's not one of my top 100 horror films. <laughs> um, but I still... I, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Because it takes about an hour to get going. Wow. Yeah, well... And it's only an hour and 15 minutes long. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like an hour and 40 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. And it has a it has the Romeo and Juliet thing, and it has beats of Frankenstein, too. Um, the Boris Karloff Frankenstein, um, which is a brilliant movie, if you haven't seen that one. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing I saw this week, I actually saw with Brad. Um, me and Brad went to the Alamo. They have a, a special screening of thing called Video Vortex. A Video Vortex, and I didn't know they were doing this, is they show videotapes on a VCR and the VCR is literally set up on stage and they walk in and they put the tape in. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and me and Brad went and saw a movie called Hawk Jones. It was a dollar. And uh, Hawk Jones is a movie where all the actors in it are under the age of 12. And it's basically a lethal weapon where uh, <laughs> the, the one little black kid gets a little black girl as his partner. And he works alone. And, all, <laughs> and they shoot each other. And it's a drug cartel. And the kids are horrible actors. But for some reason, this movie works. Because the reason it works is a director had a vision, and he totally stuck with it. He didn't try to, you know, get better performances out of the kids. He didn't try to sugarcoat them. I mean, they shoot each other. Um, one of my favorite little bits in it is uh, Hawk Jones and his partner break into the... Oh, no, Hawk Jones breaks into the drug dealer's house because his partner's been kidnapped. And uh, this guy's chasing him around, and he goes into the bathroom. And Hawk Jones goes into uh, this stall, and the the other kid, like goes into the stall to get him. He realizes Hawk Jones is in there. He shuts the door and throws a grenade in there. And then when it blows up, he's like, ha, 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 and he runs away. Um, and then there's a part where Hawk Jones is, does karate. Um, there's some really like funny lines in it. Uh, like, your mama, you're so ugly that the doctor smacked your mama. Um, and delivered by kids who don't know how to do acting. And it's... Right. They have these like really long like reactions to things and it's i want to buy the dvd there's a 25th anniversary dvd of it <laughs> is it really yeah and i went online it's... and i couldn't find it you can digitally download it if you go to hawkjonesmovie.com for 3.99 um and he the director actually made yeah, it high definition it right and added uh flashing because i should also say in the movie they don't actually the guns don't fire it says like pow 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 and stuff no. like that but they went through and they added after effects of real gunfire and blood in the 25th anniversary one. You can get a VHS of it for $42 on Amazon. Only $42. <laughs> Only 42 that's, that's almost as much as a VHS that is a great. Brink. That's some great cover art, though. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I like it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Brad, do you have anything to add about Hawk Jones? I think you covered it. It was fun. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like hard to describe, but you know what I mean. Like, he, there's no the, story story to pick apart. I mean, no, you know what's funny though is I really love the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack was totally 80s synth, Lethal Weapon. Like, what's it got yeah. around? Tomato <laughs> saxophone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was fun. I mean, for a dollar, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, can't complain too much. And yeah, this story simple. <laughs> uh, yeah, came out in '88. Huh? Yeah. Uh, oh. James and Alex are actually watching it right now and laughing. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking at Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so. it, it's got no reviews yet, but it's got fifty percent likes <laughs> by the audience. Nice, but wow. it's yeah, it's it's a goofy movie. Uh, but it's only a dollar. Uh, the next video vortex is uh, Demon Warp, which I have no idea what it is, but eh, I might go see it for a buck. <laughs> Fuck it. Would they ever like do something like Star Wars or something like that? No, like, uh, the the creative director there said he wants movies that hardly anybody's seen. And uh, now I can totally stand behind that, but like a lot of us haven't seen Star Wars properly in like yeah. 20 years. Well, <laughs> you uh you might be getting a Blu-ray of it soon. <clears throat> yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Uh, there was some there were rumors this week that there might be now that like um, Disney. Now that the extended universe is decanonized and Lucas is a little bit outside now, they're they're thinking there there are rumors that they're going to drop a a good Blu-ray of Star Wars, um, one in which Han actually does shoot first. Right, right. One that is the original <sighs> cut. Um, uh, hope, hopefully, the original cut with the THX remastering, but still. Sure. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. The Laserdisc version that you have. Oh, no, but those were all destroyed, remember? <laughs> They're, like, gone forever. They sure don't they exist are. anymore. Well, then we can CJ the good back into them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and that's what I watched this week. Cool. Cool, cool. Way cool. And the Dick Van Dyke show. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Any, whoever wants to go next. He's got anything cool? Yeah, um... I guess since we're kind of making a Western, I've been going back and looking at all the, the classics. Sweet. And so I'm starting the Dollars trilogy again. Cool. So Fistful of Dollars was last night. Just Good stuff. They, uh, they found old stock footage from that. Or not stock footage, but old like deleted scenes from that movie. Oh, scene. really? From yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can oh, go wow. look up. I don't remember which Dollars film it is. I think it's the first one. Um, but yeah, they found like deleted scenes that they remastered this week. Oh, wow. Go look yeah. up. I'll definitely have to check that out. It was weird watching it again because that classic spaghetti western letterbox mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that one, it's very, very, very small. It's almost like they've expanded over the years. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's it's close. Um, and then it's not a movie or anything, but Rick and Morty on Adult Swim. I've been watching that. It's uh, Dan Harmon after he was fired from Community went and did that. And it's it's pretty good. It's yeah. very well written. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of like an adult Adventure Time, and sort yeah. of but pulling from Back to the Future and all that, where it's really, really, really sci-fi. Um, and then yeah, just like old episodes of Conan, actually '90s episodes, VHS nice. rips of that. Yeah, for Wait, whatever reason. You know, I have How? tapes of that too. My favorite segment from Conan when he was you know really late was Guess We'll Never Have Back. Um, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> There, he had this pornographic cake maker guy, and he could never show him. And then the guy says, here, try this. He's like, oh, what is it? It's like this beautiful cake. And Conan tastes it, and he starts gagging. He's like, ass cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid stuff like that. That's perfect. Where do you find those? Are they just on YouTube? Or uh, yeah. People oh, okay. just put up wow. the whole yeah hour. It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, he went to the Hasbro factory, got his own G.I. Joe <laughs> made. Yeah, and it's it's pretty terrible in a good way. But yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, that's what I watched this week. Cool. Nice. Love it. Huh. I don't think I've watched a whole lot of stuff this week, but uh for whatever reason I did watch the second half of Revenge of the Sith. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and the uh, was good half? <coughs> the good half. The good. Uh, could you could you call it that? The opening sequence the second, is really good. The second, uh, the uh, the opening sequence starts with uh, buzz droids and stuff. So I don't know what. Well, the what, you're the, the about. spaceships. That's zoom, like zooming through. Yeah, and then about thirty seconds later, they start talking. The lightsaber well, yeah. battle <laughs> on the if lava delete, thing is bad. I mean, that's 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 great until they start yeah. getting tired. Until it's all just. Uh, 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 here, there, still awesome. Here, there. It's cool when in, they're inside the building, right. yeah, for sure. When, yeah, when it's going through all the, when it's actually tearing through the structure and everything, like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think about the halfway point was, uh, and I mean, I can't even begin to tell you why. I mean, I'm just, I've got that horrible <laughs> Star Wars side of me that's like, I think it was, uh, it might have been, there might have been Episode Seven news, and I was just like, oh man, like let's just watch like a horrible movie to like. Get excited about <laughs> seven, um, and then uh, so somewhere I think I started it around the time when like he when the, he kills the, the Padawans. No, when he when he goes into the office and uh, Mace Windu gets his arm cut off and he's like screaming for five minutes like oh, no yeah. oh no my arm 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's five minutes. I love arguing It's people really awkwardly three. long. Because like, I love episode three. <laughs> I, I would argue with people if I'm blue in the face. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I don't, I'm like, I've got Star Wars is easily the whole reason that I like love movies in general. And uh, I, it's like as much as I have to, could criticize those prequels or even the originals, uh, I still, like, again, I put it in the other day you know what i mean <laughs> right. i was like and i still can't stand it and it hurts yeah to hear certain lines like it, it hurts really really bad oh my god um, you've done some weight some, sometimes you watch that movie and you're just like <gasps> you're I'm breaking like, my you... heart oh no uh, uh, seriously you're killing me i'm just kidding <laughs> my Uba. wife walked in she's pregnant uh, she's not really fat like me you lost the will to live um you know i don't no, but i've it, seen episode three what the fuck? Uh, then you no, are no, no, truly no. lost. What's, What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Since I saw it in the theater oh, the first yeah. time. Oh, well, no, no, actually, right, I, right. I have to correct myself. Um, I did see the um, that Japanese redub. No. What is this? Oh, that's... Yeah, you, know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, um, it's a version where they um, took the uh, Japanese or Chinese version of it and translated that back into English. Oh, no. And showed the English <laughs> subtitles. Yeah, Highly way better. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Much better movie. Yeah. Uh, There's just something about like at the end of uh, there might not be the best and biggest arc between Anakin from episode one, two, and three, or from one, two, three, but uh, they still he still had more than enough material to have a decent turn to the dark side. And yeah. when it all comes down to that, the way that that was handled, that was pr- uh, out of out of all three parts, that's probably the biggest slap in the face to me. It was like. You had you still had a kind of something that you could base like a, a reasonable turn on, and then really like I have a hard time not seeing like a million feasible logistical or logical options out of that scenario, other than just literally falling to your knees and saying like, "I'll just do whatever you want, just don't kill her." And then from that point on, it just kind of turns into like, "Okay, Obi Wan says only a Sith deals in absolutes." Okay, like I, I just. I may be getting super nitpicky at that point, but does that make Obi Wan like a Sith? Like I just can't, every line is like, "Who did yeah. nobody proofread this thing?" Like, yeah, because uh, nope, first draft, I, it was totally. Um, <laughs> it, but you know what I mean. I sat and movie. watched the whole thing, and that's probably the only thing I watched all week. So, because at a certain <laughs> I mean, point though, there's still bad. there's still a lot of shit that's good in those movies. You know, like yeah, it's still Star Wars. It, they're still really cool to watch. Still like Star Wars, Duel of the Fates is still awesome. Lightsabers are still cool. And like, yeah, it's it's. I don't. For me, tough. the uh, the really good parts of the prequels are far outweighed by the huge clusterfuck yeah. that everything it's else. Hard. Was. I, I cannot <laughs> to this day. I cannot start a conversation about the prequels without getting just very upset. It hurts. So it hurts bad. I, I highly yeah. recommend everybody to get the awesome Blu-ray set that came out <laughs> and, and seriously watch them from episode one straight through, and you'll s- the prequels actually stand up a lot better. I, I still think Return of the Jedi might be the weakest one, um, no. special edition wise. Special edition oh, one, yeah. they add an extra. Like, oh, oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Also, there's some weird, strange, dead young guy who shows up. See, I don't care about the ghost. I care about the horrible CGI monster that's singing. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's bad. Oh. Palace. Yeah. What a great way to yeah. like ruin an amazing sequence. 
Yeah, because the Rancor is still, you know, really cool and stuff, yeah. but that well, part and in that, leaf. And that's the problem. Like, in that version, the Rancor is better because you don't have, like, the black line around it the mm -hmm. way you did on the on the good VHS version. Um, like, he he touches up the right things, and then he's also like, but fuck you! Now the Sarlacc's got a beak, man! And you're like, what the <laughs> yeah. hell? Why did you do that? Um, I don't know. I don't, the worst for me for the special features are in Empire when... Um, Yes, towards uh, in the end of the Bespin scene where Vader, you know, originally just says, bring my shuttle, cuts to him being the shuttle. They add the seat, you know, the additional scene of him actually walking to the shuttle. Yeah. yeah. As if we didn't know where he was going. <laughs> getting to, they're walking off the shuttle into the, yeah. you know, into the Star Destroyer. Like we didn't know where he was going there. And that completely just ruins the pacing <laughs> yeah. of that scene. It is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think with prequels, for everything they do get wrong, I think it's still pretty great that John Williams didn't falter. Yeah, he, he stayed just. I mean, because he could have phoned I, it in. I and yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like the duel of the the duel of the fates, yeah. it's yeah, still yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, I I had like a a little bit of a heart attack the other day because I I adore Michael Giacchino. Like he is maybe my favorite mm -hmm. young working uh, composer right now, but. I saw his name in an article about Star Wars, and I, I died for a second because I was like, "No, you can't, yeah. you can't do that." And sure enough, it was like, "Oh, but Michael Giacchino's not helping at all. Like, it's just John Williams." I was like, "Okay, that's fine. Even even if he helped, it's fine." But like, John Williams is still like, you just can't beat him. Yeah, man, the score to the Terminal's really good. <laughs> I'm just gonna. It, it actually is. I remember that. Oh. One. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, cool. What'd you watch this week? Oh, um, or, this, or this recently, week. if there's anything. Yeah, that um, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, nice. Oh, the yes. of nice. Just going on YouTube and seeing clips, of, like yeah. the best of, and he's just laughing out loud. <laughs> it was, you know, some of those moments that they have, and just uh, you really have respect for that uh, people that can do improv on that level. Yeah. Uh, um, what else? Oh, Italian Spider Man. Oh, respect women. <laughs> is have that you, that have one? Is that the one where he's a bad guy and Captain America's fighting him? That's one we saw before. No, that's Turkey. No, that's right. That is Turkish. The yes. Turkish Spider-Man. What is no, this one? It Highly was, recommended. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, if you haven't seen it, you really need to see this. It was. It gives the feel of uh, being shot in the seventies, but it was recently done, <laughs> like in the I guess mid two thousands. I don't know when it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't shot. that long ago. It's got a seventies feel, and it's nice. um, as if Spider Man was a hero filmed in a seventies Italian movie. <laughs> He's overweight. He's extremely <laughs> womanizing. He smokes extremely. constantly. <laughs> yes. It's so it's Spider Man. Good. We all can get on board with. He's got a huge mustache, which he at one point rips off. Throws to a bad guy and attaches to a forehead, makes his head explode. <laughs> then the mustache comes back comes and he back. reattaches it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Italian yeah, Spider-Man. The Italian's like, man, we just need to make everything excessive, you know? <laughs> you know, like in zombie, zombie versus shark. It doesn't make sense. How did you see it? Is it just online? Yeah, I forget exactly who turned me on to it. But just, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's not it. real strong copyright laws on it, so... Uh, <laughs> And it's only cool. like, how long is it? Like it goes by quick. I think it's like, like a half hour. Half hour. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so worth. It's it so is, worth yeah. it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Cool. Um, 
Oh, it's me now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So I watched The Terminal this week. Nice. Janusz Kaminski is really, really good. Um, The uh, that's a a good. The the Blu-ray transfer is really good. The features on that are because we were talking about. Oh wait, actually, we didn't talk about this on the show last week. We talked about it after we were done recording. Uh, We talked about The Terminal, Um, and that movie is really good. It's it's an interesting one because. Uh, the Blu-ray or DVD in this case is worth it because there's actually some good interviews with Steven Spielberg on this one, and he straight up explains why he made the movie and why he he sort of went through a couple movies in a row, including Catch Me If You Can, where he just wanted to make fun, lighthearted movies again, and he he straight up says like it, it was all reactionary to the really dark like ten years of movies that he made from the. Uh, basically Jurassic Park to AI where like everything was depressing. Um, and then suddenly he, he said like, I need to make movies where there's lots of light and, and things are white and then there's good poppy music. And um, that's good because, you know, Spielberg's a really fun filmmaker. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great filmmaker when it's Schindler's list and stuff. Right. You forget, you know, James is terrified of ET, but ET is such a, a great lighthearted movie and yeah. um, lots of fun. And it's cool to see Spielberg do fun things. Absolutely. He's just a great filmmaker. Um, it's funny. I actually today watched a, cause people, and we've talked about this before. People actually underestimate him. Like they, they, they look at him and they think he is this, this like popcorn filmmaker. And that's really at the end of the day, no. all he's good at. Um, but there, there was this really great feature that I saw today that was about how good he is at one shots. Um, because he does it constantly and no one notices like, yeah. you know, Paul Thomas Anderson will do it and it's like 15 fucking minutes long and it's amazing but it draws attention to itself. And he does these really great one shots that are two to three minutes long. And they're just as amazing, but you don't notice because they actually work as part of the film. Um, and it's, it, man, dude's super talented. The last um, crusade where uh, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery are on the blimp and they're talking. Yep. It's literally just one shot of them side by side talking. And it's wonderful. One of the ones yep. that they pulled out is the, uh, the entire drinking scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark yes. is all one shot. Back and, and you forth. never realize because he sets it up as cross shots and intercuts, but they're all, he just moves the camera back and forth and you don't even notice. Like you remember that scene as being multiple shots, even mm-hmm. though it's not, um, it's really cool. Dude's real good. Yeah. Um, and the terminal is really good too, even though it's silly and weird and like makes up, European or Asian countries and things like that, but it's it's cool. Um, and then I checked two movies off my list this week. Um, I'll start with the other uh, Steven Spielberg movie, which is that I I finally saw Amistad, um, which yeah. I don't know why it's not. I mean, like Schindler's List, I didn't see it because it was really sad. Um, but I've also like heard middling things about it for a long time. Um, and while it's not a movie, unlike Schindler's List, which I can see myself watching multiple times, despite how dis- depressing it is, Amistad is less depressing, but I'll probably watch it less because I'm less interested in it for some reason. Um, but I think it's really good. Um, the whole speech at the end, like uh, John Quincy Adams' speech at the end is is really smart. Um, just a, a an amazing scene. Um, so definitely worth checking out. I... The Blu-ray is okay. It's actually the transfer of the Blu-ray is kind of horrible. Um, there are some shots that are shaky and and sort of messed up, and I don't know what that is. It's not it's not 
like part it's it's the shot so when they mm-hmm. cut to something else it goes away so there's something wrong with the transfer i think um because i even sort of went back and i don't think it was that the disc was loading improperly or anything like that uh i think there's just some shots that for some reason didn't get cleaned up properly um maybe they're lost in time maybe we can never get a good version of it but um just not the most beautiful spielberg transfer i've seen um but I'm I'm glad that I saw it. It means I was looking at the list. There's only a couple of his movies that I've never seen, so I got to go back and see if I can find. I'm pretty sure you can find Amblin, um, but yeah, okay, you're shaking your head. I'm gonna find a copy of Amblin so that I can own that too. Um, so then the the other thing that I watched that I had never seen before was Gone with the Wind, um, which so it's really bad that I'd never seen this movie, and even though it's really fucking long, it's really good. Like I, I was afraid. I this is one of the ones I bought when I first started doing this at the beginning of the year, and I kept putting it off because a it's really long, and b I was like, nah, I've heard a lot about it. Eh, it's south or whatever, and it'll be some big epic, um, but I'll probably be disappointed. Whatever. It, I was really engrossed in this movie and really love it, and will watch it again and again and again. Uh, it's a cool story, and that. Scarlet is a really dynamic character for especially the time that that movie was made. Like, Scarlet, okay. <laughs> All right, Brad. Brad just said Scarlet O'Hare is a twat. Um, the, I, don't, I don't entirely disagree. I, just, I think she's a really interesting character, and at the time that movie was made, they weren't making a lot of really interesting female characters. Um, he should have dropped her down that staircase (laughs) oh i should have killed the baby before it was born anyway um they uh i i think she's fantastic i think the performances are all really great and um i was always even though it it keeps telling like the story keeps changing like what's going on in her life changes constantly i was always really engrossed um isn't it amazing when you watch old movies like that and you don't understand the appeal of them when you're younger and then right. when you watch them as you're older, like, oh, these movies are amazing. And yeah. you see the actors, Clark Gable or whoever it is, you can see why they're stars. Yeah. Um, when I watch Psycho again recently, I mean, I've already, I've always loved Psycho, but now that I've watched so many movies, I just pick up on little nuances and performances. And you know, it's Anthony Perkins' stutter and eating the candy and just watching performances, and you see why they transcend time. Um, it's so cool. And it's interesting because I think. If I'd watched the movie when I was when I was younger, and movies like it that I watched when I was younger, I looked at them and thought like, "This looks old. Mm-hmm. It's shot in a way that seems old. The sets and stuff like that are old." I watch it now and I think it's gorgeous. Like yeah. the sets are gorgeous, the shots are gorgeous, the way they move the camera is gorgeous. And yes, it's all restrained by the technology they had at the time. Like there's no steady cam shots. Um, but that's okay because the shots they use are really cool. Um, it, it is. It's weird that it, for some reason when you're young you look at that stuff yeah. and you just like because you know it's old you just assume that it's bad. Um, I recently watched Dracula again, yeah. and there is a tracking shot from a crane. That's one of the first shots of the movie. It following a horse carriage down a road. Yeah, you're like, whoa, this is in a movie that's 90 years old. Yeah, and it blows your mind. Um, and it, I, you just have an appreciation for film when you get older and you you love movies like I do. So, yeah. I'm glad you saw that one, James. It's really good. People should definitely... If you've never seen Gone with the Wind, do not be afraid. Run, don't walk. See that movie. So, Brad, what did you watch this week? 
Not a lot. Um, I watched the uh, fourth and final season of Eastbound and Down. Nice. And that's really funny, except it's the same basic plot of Kenny Powers regresses into his <laughs> into being a dick again and uh, succumbing to money and then working his way out of it and becoming a good person again. That so. show's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderfully ridiculous. I think it's everything Danny McBride does just has this w- just little bit of ridiculousness into it no matter what. Yeah. And it actually has some heart to it. Like, uh, I, I really enjoyed the ending, how they tie it together, <laughs> how ridiculous the ending is. Like, because he's, spoilers, he's, right, he, like, he's writing this book about his life, the autobiography. And then by the time uh, the show ends, like, he's just, it's, he starts... You think the show is going into the future, like way into the future, like 30 to 40 years. So he's like a gray haired old, old man who's moved to Africa. And then like people are riding around on like hover bikes and stuff. <laughs> 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 and then uh, it cuts back to like, oh, it was just part of his book that he's writing. And then it like, mm. ends in like normal time. Nice. Um, that, was, that was funny. I was like, really? <laughs> uh, when the hover bikes were going around and people are like wearing like futuristic like laser costumes and stuff. <laughs> it's like, okay, this show's taking a weird turn. Don't you wish a show would just go for it though? That like would be the ending. Yeah. You know? I probably wouldn't mind it either. It's just like, wow, so weird. <laughs> and the other thing I uh, watched was uh, adventures in babysitting. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thor's in that. Yeah. Really? He's a big part of it too. Um, that movie's really dirty for a I haven't seen family it in movies. Years. Uh, like, there's a whole scene where uh, the daughter and the the older boy in, of that the, that's being babysat, like he calls Thor a homo. Nice. <laughs> and they just go back and forth, like uh, calling Thor a homo. Um, and then Elizabeth Shue, like the whole premise yeah, yeah. is they're being chased because they ripped off a Playboy from these gangsters. <laughs> so, and then like Elizabeth Shue. Uh, like the centerfold for that Playboy, like looks like her, and it actually is her. But uh, in the story, it's, it's just a lookalike. And so they go to these weird places uh, along the way. Like uh, the the station wagon breaks down, and then the uh, tow guy picks him up. But then he gets a call that his wife's cheating on him, so he like diverts the truck and like goes to the house to kick the guy's ass, and then. They run away to a car that's being carjacked, and that carjack car goes to an auto shop where they find the gangsters, and then they manage to go to the uh, run around town and end up at the party that their parents are at, and the little girls like dangling from the uh, side of the yeah. skyscraper, which is like just so ridiculous and stuff. And I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely eighties ridiculous for sure. Yeah, and there's like just tons of dirty jokes in between, and yeah. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is Thor. That's <laughs> yeah. right. And he comes out like uh, like a dickhead, and then like the little girl just like gives him his helmet, and he like totally changes his attitude. <laughs> it's like, go ahead, take your car for free. I don't care. Yeah, it's just it's bizarre. Like the motivations for some of the characters sometimes are... Oh, and then Bradley Whitford is uh, Elizabeth Shue's boy- boyfriend who's... Is he really? Uh, <laughs> supposedly... Uh, is he a skis ball in it? Yeah, he's a skis ball. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they confront him like... Of course, they run into him later on the other date. Yeah, so I was—I've been like, cons- like it's usually like five bucks at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a fun '80s movie. It's got a Drew Struzan cover to it. I should add that to my collection. Then I watch. It, I'm like, oh, that's probably why I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that great, but yeah. 
it, it's got some fun 80s nostalgia to it, but yeah. As before Elizabeth, she was Jennifer in Back to the Future. Pretty cute. She's in Cocktail, too. Naked. Naked. That's it for me. Her and Tom Cruise are fucking underneath a waterfall. You don't remember that part while Kokomo's playing? Come on, James. I've never seen Cocktail. Should you I have that to my list of shame? No. I ordered <laughs> over a copy of House and Sand and Fog for that scene. Yeah? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, usually I start the show with fan mail... And we actually got fan mail, so I forgot to do that part. <laughs> I always forget. Some people like us, you know, sometimes. So here's fan mail. Fan mail! This is from our good friend Randy. Uh, he was on the show a few weeks ago. Hey, real nerds. Ryan's the grace of all... That's not really what it says. Uh, hey, real nerds. Been busy lately with Free Comic Book Day and prepping for Denver Comic Con. But I had to send you an email. First, I must, again, thank everyone at the Real Nerds team for letting me on your <laughs> let, letting me on your great, as always, podcast. Oh, thanks. I had a great time all the way around. The movie was good. Hanging with Ryan, Brad, and Zach. James, you weren't here. Fuck you. Was so fun. I can't believe he wrote that in this email. <laughs> um, seeing the Real Nerds layer was great. It sounds cheesy, but I've had everyone I know listen to the podcast I was a part of because it is something I'm truly proud of. That's not cheesy. That's your, your obligation as an American. Yeah. That's that's really nice. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, thank you. Um, I finally had a chance to catch up on the last few podcasts. I wanted to say I'm surprised Brad didn't mention the crazy song they sang so much in Only the Strong. I don't even I don't remember at all. I can see the scenes playing out, but I can't remember the actual tune and the lyrics to what they're singing. So, but I, I, it was a big part of the movie, that's for sure. I saw that movie right around its original release. Yep, I'm that old, and I hear that song in my head every time it's brought to my attention. So a few, uh, so a few, three questions. Uh, who do you each wish to see most at Denver Comic Con? Who? Um, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell for me, obviously. Mm. Um, Yep. Probably J. Scott Campbell as well. I'm going to have him draw me a Gwen Stacy. Why I'm going to gift it and give it to James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hope her thong is hanging out. Yep. It, it wouldn't be his if it wasn't womanizing. Um, do you already have a lineup of who you'll interview while at the con? No. Uh, here, here's the funny thing with that is we have found through our years of doing cons um, that when you when they send you emails like, hey, guys, do you want to interview... Fiona, Fiona Staples? St- Fiona Staples. We're like, yeah, we want to interview her. And then they never get back to us. Then we're like this, fuck it. And we walk up, hey, Fiona Staples, you do an interview with us? Yeah, sure. That's how we do interviews, is we just walk up to them and ask them. Yeah. Because so we're, we're trying to get better about organizing them, but yeah, for the most part, we just go up and... Like like Ben Templesmith last year. Yeah. And he talks about burning babies. Yeah, that was weird. Yep. That's really a great good, one. Really cool picture we have with him, though. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because he had this really weird sense of humor on the uh, interview we were doing with him, and he One never the... he never broke character. And I said, hey, you know, because when you interview somebody, and I mean, you know his work, I always do softball questions. What's your inspiration? How do you draw? And he's like, seriously, dude, ask me something fucking new. I hate this stuff. And then yeah. at the end, he was such a sweetheart. Like, was that okay? Was that funny? Like, he yeah. wanted to make sure he, that he wasn't too he much He gave of a us jerk. a really hard time in the interview. Like, yeah. it was one of the toughest interviews I think we've ever done. And then when it was over, he was, like, really sweet about it. Um, yeah, he's and cool. he's uh, really cool. he'll be there this year too, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's. And there. if you want, if you do commission work from him, he does a really cool job. On oh him. man, 
He like just uses. You should have at the very least. You should have a friend commission work for him and then just watch him do it. Yeah, it's pretty because um, he makes he makes commission art like into a show. Um, I should make him do a Green Goblin. I bet he'd make a sweet Green oh, Goblin. Oh, dude, yeah. He'd like because he'll he does stuff where like he, he'll like you know throw ink at the at the page and stuff like that. Like it's it it's a performance to watch him actually and make art. That's one of my favorite things. I asked him. Uh, we we asked. He, we said, do you enjoy doing commission? He says, yeah, I love it. And the reason I make it different than my art is because people are paying me to make something special. So he wants to make it special. Yeah. And it's a, he's a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I enjoy it. So, yeah, that's how we do interviews there because um, not that the people at DCC do a bad job. It's just they're super busy and it's hard for them to line up interviews with yeah. Um, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just bought and watched the first season of Vikings and really enjoyed it. Does anyone in the Hell group yeah. like these sword and sorcery type shows? Yes. Yeah. I, I love the first season of Vikings. I missed the second season. I got to go get that one. Um, but the first season of that show is really, really song, strong. Has Donald Logan in it, and I love anything with Donald Logan in it. So. Yeah, I love, uh, I already said Spartacus and things like that. Yeah. Like, I guess that's not sorcery, but sandals no. and there's not really There's not really sorcery in Vikings either. So. I guess it mean a fantasy, I guess, kind of. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, I saw the trailer for Constantine and liked it very much. What do you guys think about it and these other potential comic book TV shows that may be coming up, like Preacher, Gotham, Flash, Pax Romania, Letter 44, Clone, and Ronin? As always, thanks for the great podcast. Looking forward to catching up with you guys at DCC. Uh, thanks, Randy. Um, I think the Gotham trailer looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, the Flash one was interesting. I'm not a big fan of the CW, but I think the trailer was kind of interesting. Yeah, um, it looks like a mid-90s Marvel movie. It, you know, like those ones where, you know, Captain America has a plastic shield? Mid-90s, for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because, you know, CW has such a hit with uh, Arrow. Yeah. That now, after 10 years of doing Smallville without having Clark Kent be Superman, they said, oh, Arrow's really popular and we have all these crazy DC characters in costume. Yeah. So that's what... It kind of looked like to me. The Constantine one looks interesting. I haven't seen the Constantine one. I'm I I am very interested in that show and would like for them to do a good job of it. But because um, I don't I don't think that movies are the right place for Constantine. Like mm-hmm. that, it lends itself towards a X Files sort of monster. Of the yeah, week it needs more show. more episodic. Like, yeah, uh, um, a condensed story might not work as well. Yeah, but the idea is really cool. Um, Preacher, I will believe when I see it. Um, <laughs> until until I actually see like production stills that they are filming that thing i'm not gonna believe it ever gets made because be like your lock and key uh, yeah oh because lock and key they could totally make and it would be great preacher i'm not enti- a i'm not entirely sure they can make that and b i'm not entirely sure that they can make it good does that make sense like it, it's really difficult to pull that off, and then it's really difficult to pull that off and make a TV show version of it that's decent. And I don't mean like production value wise. I mean like that thing is really fucking crazy, and to make it flow as a cohesive story and a show would be really hard. Um, but I, I want to see someone try. Like, if only so that then I can like show it to other people and be like, "Look how fucking weird this is!" Like, this is isn't this weird? Um, and other people can know what I know. Um, because Preacher's really good, but it's fucking weird. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I want to see more comic book shows, and I want to see more of them be at least decent. Um, less CSI. Less CSI, yeah. More something else. Yeah, Just, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I don't know that anybody's done it 
completely right yet. Like I've enjoyed Agents of Shield, um, but only in the last like eight episodes was I think it did I think it was really a good show. Yeah, I saw one episode, and I keep telling myself that I just saw the wrong episode. Probably if you if you like, saw any of the first strangely like, just two TV yo, cheese and corn. To it's be. very cheese and corn. Yeah. Um, but once they got close to the release of Winter Soldier, because what what I now look at, I look at that whole season long, and that whole season is built around Winter Soldier. So because of the things that happened in Winter Soldier, a season two of that show is probably what they really wanted the show to be. But they have to trudge through all of this stuff to get to like build a completely new universe because there's this huge transition between where we were in the marvel universe before that show existed and where we are now um and unfortunately where we are now is a world without shield so they made a show called agents of shield and then they made a movie that takes place that happens halfway through the season that ends shield and like when you think about it that way it's it's a fucking insane thing to do um, so a second season of that show will probably be cool, but I, has there ever been a really, really good comic book show? Like, mm. Really good. Like one where you're really like, oh man, did you see live action Walking Dead? Yeah, I think Walking Dead. Uh, I give it to Walking Dead. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad says Batman 1966, but I have Walking Dead's good. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Thanks, hey. Randy. Here's a comic book you should be reading. Guess what, guys? I got another Spider-Man for you. Fucking um, Spider-Man actually had an original graphic novel come out really? called uh, Family Business. Fuck you, Brad. He's and, literally uh, leaving. Brad's literally leaving. <laughs> um, and it's written by Mark Wade who and James oh, cool. Robinson. Uh, Mark Wade is known for Daredevil. Mark Robinson's known for Superman. Uh, and it's painted, fully painted, by Gabriel Del Otto, who, who did uh, Secret Wars. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's beautiful. The book is gorgeous. Um, I was a little apprehensive about getting it. I, I got it because it's an original Spider-Man graphic novel, um, but it deals with Peter Parker's parents, which in the comic books I always have an issue with because, uh, for those who don't know, Peter Parker's parents were spies for the CIA, and they were killed by the Red Skull um, because they were sleeper agents. Um, it's a kind of a goofy story, and it doesn't really fit into Spider-Man very well. But for some reason, this book is really good because it deals with Spider-Man kind of being James Bond, where it's Peter Parker and his quote-unquote sister from his parents allegedly had a daughter, and she was taken away because they died on this mission. And uh, she finds Peter Parker and doesn't know he's Spider-Man. And uh, they go, and the kingpin sets up this thing because he's looking for Nazi gold. And, uh, and so Pete and Teresa is her name are going all over the world trying to find all these clues and find out what their parents knew about this Nazi gold. So it's a really cool, like, espionage thriller. Um, and it's beautiful. And the Kingpin's the main villain in it. Uh, and also appearance by uh, Cyclone, you know. I don't know if you guys have ever heard <laughs> of this F-list villain. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just, the book is actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's it, I flipped through it really fast. I think it's like 112 pages and... I read it in like 40 minutes, but uh, it's beautiful. Cool. Um, if you like Spider-Man lore, it's an interesting thing. I don't. I wonder if they're going to actually keep it in continuity because um, it does leave on a cliffhanger. Hmm. Um, and I won't spoil if Teresa Parker is really Peter Parker's sister or not, um, but you should read. You should read it. Last thing I read by Mark Wade was 
the Rocketeer horror over Hollywood, mm-hmm. which then killed the Rocketeer. <laughs> so I will say I'm, there's I'm a still bitter about that break. Full page splash of Peter Parker holding up Teresa Parker uh, after an explosion and his clothes are all ripped and the Spider-Man costume is revealed. And she's like, you're Spider-Man? He's like, yep. It's, it's, <laughs> it's great. That's great. Yep. Yeah, it's a wonderful. I, I would love a poster of that. It looks so cool. Um, but yeah, you should pick it up. Colorado Coins and Cards. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. You can get 20% off. So your $24 graphic novel goes down to $20. And it's hardcover, and it's, it's uh, bigger than a normal comic book, so Ooh. it looks really cool. Uh, I love those. Yeah. So pick it up. Cool. What was the number one movie at the box office last week? <laughs> I'll tell you. Neighbors. Not Spider-Man. This is the box office stats. Oh, you guys need to leave a break. Oh, my God. Me. It was Neighbors. I no. It was I, Neighbors. No. <laughs> neighbors was it? I forget the toll. $56 million? Uh, 49 49 yeah, Admittedly, I did kind of want to see that. It's good. It was kind of like... It's good. No, it's a, it's really funny. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I don't know if it's like watch it seven times in a row funny, but it's it's funny at least once. I don't know. It might be funny to watch again. You might miss some jokes. Uh, yeah, you might. Yeah. Yeah. Rose yeah. Burns hot. Yep. How many airbags are there? Three. Four. Can't Four. enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't have shown any of the airbags in the trailer. But. I know there's I mean, one guy in our been... screening who cannot stop laughing. There's always one of those guys. <laughs> during the airbag moment. Yeah. Not the Seth Rogen part, but there's a couple other like surprise ones. And he was it was like belly laughs. <laughs> he he was really It was really, Brad. It was Brad. It was. It's always good when someone can enjoy What's coming out this thoroughly. week on Blu ray, James? DVD releases and Blu rays. The Monuments Men is the big one this week. Cool. Um, which was worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth checking out. I think we even said it was a rental. So is. now is the time to rent it. Um, three Days to Kill, which only came out like three weeks ago in trailer in theaters. <laughs> That's appropriate. Um, I, I want to see it. Yeah. Because it looks yeah. ridiculous. It's got Haley Seinfeld in it. And Kevin Costner. <gasps> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pompeii. Just kidding. I haven't seen it. So it comes out this Do you week. know Kiefer Sutherland's in Pompeii? Is he really? Yep. Carrie Ann Moss is in it. Oh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, and Jared Harris. Wow. Cool. Um, so, yeah, if, if you were really looking forward to that. Uh, there's some season of Vampire Academy or some shit uh, about last night. which was Vampire a, Academy is a movie, sir. Whatever. I don't know. It's, it's a huge flop. Great. That's pay great. attention. You're on a movie podcast. I don't know. Um, I don't pay attention to those ones. But if we're talking about vampires, there's a, uh, a Blu-ray release of Nosferatu this week. And you should pick it up. It's a Scream Factory mm-hmm. edition. It, it looks gorgeous. Um, yeah. For sure. Uh, there's a Blu-ray re-release of McClintock this week, as well as um, the Zombie Horror Picture Show from Rob Zombie comes mm-hmm. out this week. So, I don't know. See that. Sure. Anyway. No sharks. No shark movie this week. No, lame. I know, right? I was hoping for Shark Gator. Oh, Shark Gator. <laughs> Super Shark Gator, maybe. Oh, man. But if you want to see a cool gator movie, Lake Placid is also coming out from Scream Factory in July. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Was that the one? Classic. Classic. Yep. Oh. Yeah, Oliver Platt. <laughs> oh, yeah. awesome. Oliver Platt swims out to that helicopter so he can get eaten. Yeah. Yep. That movie scared me when I was like seven. Yeah. It's got a badass trailer. Or it, poster, I mean. It does. I don't remember it. I pre-ordered it because I like Scream Factory Blu-rays. <laughs> but I remember it's, you know, a goofy creature feature. Yeah. Whatever. I'm cool. sure it's worth a watch. Hey, there's movie news. 
it's real news. There Star- is. Star Wars Episode Seven started filming, guys. Yeah, there's sand on the slate. There's <laughs> what does it mean? Tatooine. What does it mean? Uh, I hate giant sand. craters in the desert. It gets everywhere. You know, it's, it's coarse. coarse and rough. <laughs> oh, that's cute. You guys had a moment there. We both said coarse. Yeah. Yep. Um, like the movie. Gay. So, a couple people died this week. Oh, uh, of course. Yay. H.R. <laughs> uh, Geiger died at 74. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Geiger. Sorry. Geiger. Sorry, I'm English. Sorry. I'm American, so I pronounce things wrong. Um, but yeah, that one was, I mean, he was awesome. Well, he was weird. Alien, really is, alien is awesome. Did you watch the documentary weird. with about him on the Alien anthology? Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, um, he's great. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a it's genius. a weird great. You yeah, know what I mean? oh yeah, no, like he's he's like one I, of those guys. I like penises on the wall. <laughs> he's what? he's one of those guys that like you really like him when he's over there. Like when, he's in a, when he's in a different state, you're like, dude, that guy is awesome. He's like the guy if you go in the to room, Walt you'd Disney, be like, Fuck. and they have the animation studio, and they're all behind glass, and you just point at what he's drawing, <laughs> but you don't actually interact with them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, there was also, uh, I'm going to completely butcher his name, but uh, Malik Benjolul uh, also died this week. He uh-huh. 34 years old, I believe. He was the director oh, right. of um, uh, uh, Searching for Sugarman, um, which was a movie from i believe two years ago at sundance that made a really big splash and everybody was really excited about um so that one's sort of sad um i know the guy who is the voice of alfred yeah. i was about to say that too because it's not what james likes is we, <laughs> we didn't mention didn't you didn't see the voice of alfred died he's also on the fbi and some other crime show in the, the 60s the original the animated series yes uh uh yeah, yeah the say his name because I, I was off Mike, uh, uh, it's Efron something, isn't it? Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Yeah, that's sad. I would, I would have been. He's a voice of too. Alfred. If I read like comics, yeah, I hear his voice just like I hear totally. Mark Hamill's Joker. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kevin yeah, Conroy is Batman. It's so cool that the Alamo is showing uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, man, June seventh, I'll be there. Yeah. Right. Really. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Thirty-five sure, millimeter print. Sure I'm there. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Um, speaking of Batman. We got to look at Batman this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big um, story. I guess I should hand the mic back to Brad again, because uh, you're just going to talk about it. Anyway. What's there to say? It's a picture of the Batmobile and Batman. Oh, there's more to say than that. I, th- I think Affleck looks like he's Batman. Like, he has a nice chin. He has a nice chin for the cow. I want to see more detail in the suit, because it... it's kind of a dark picture, and it's kind of hard to... Yeah. I forgot to, like, save it, and then, like... Brightness and contrast. You know, I'm, I'm going to say Photoshop. something real funny though. People, J- yeah, yeah, James absolutely. is like reaching for the mic, and he's like, "Here, Brad, you talk about it." And James like, "No, no, no." Because <laughs> well, I thought you were. Gonna, I- it is the Dark Knight Returns suit, absolutely, right? yes, and it's. Great. I'm so happy with it. I'm but, super happy. But he he needs armor though. Like he's no. A king. There's no. He's going to be in a movie where there's gods fighting. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> Zack Snyder's movie. So uh, like, who? There's no. You know it would be sweet if it like, was like um you know Rambo where uh they get about to get in a fight and then he sticks his hands like in like broken up kryptonite and he's going to fight him and so well, they're still going to have like two suits. <laughs> he'll have that one and then he'll have his crazy mech thing that he takes out Superman with. Yeah, cuz that's the thing. Like, you know, Zack Snyder talked years ago about how he really wanted to make Dark Knight Returns and he's clearly like it's not going to be Dark Knight Returns, but he's doing everything he can to put as much Dark Knight Returns in this movie as possible. Um, so I'm hoping that like Superman gets struck by lightning. 
um, and also dies because uh, that would be cool. Like he doesn't die in the book, but you know, not gonna kill it'd be Superman. cool if he did. Because fuck that character. Um, and then like <laughs> if he had a tank and he fought mutants and shit, like that would be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I was I, never. I, th- I think Fat Superman, the the like logo for Fat Superman. I think it's cool looking. So I think Frank Miller is a horrible artist. Uh, yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> no, it's Frank Miller. No, the second one's somebody else. I was never upset about Ben Affleck being cast. I feel like I was mm. like the only person in the world. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's so awful!" I'm like, no. and Christian Bale and everybody else was like so perfect. I don't know. I guess yeah. I mean, I, not that I have is, like huge beef yeah, with any Affleck one of them, gets but tons like, of like. Chip, but I he's a pretty good well, actor. I was like he's coming really straight good. out of Argo and stuff, and yeah, everyone's like, huh. "Oh, he's gonna be so bad. He's so bad." Hasn't everyone seen like all these bad movies that he did twenty years ago? And I was yeah. like, "But lately, I'm loving yeah. him." But and, anytime uh, they say, "Oh, he was in G," I'm like, "Yeah, he's also in Chasing Amy, and he's brilliant in that movie." Yeah, yeah. so fuck and, you. And everything that's gonna be wrong with Superman is gonna have nothing and to do with Ben Affleck. It's gonna mm-hmm. be right. I mean, it's it's all gonna be on Snyder. Yeah, and whatever he does with them, and uh, I'm just looking at the, his jawline at that yeah, point. Yeah, like, exactly. He looks, looks fine, like that, man. And if the suit looks anything like that, with the with the with, with the, the short ears coming at the neck, and the and the short ears, and the yeah, and yeah. no Kevlar armor, I'm. He's driving a real Batmobile, not the Tumblr. Not that I don't like the Tumblr. I'm just saying, like, we're nobody really back cares to traditional... about poor Superman. It's his sequel, mm. and nobody gives a shit. No, no I'd be, I'd, it'd be <laughs> better if he cares. weren't in it. Yeah, nobody cares. Because um, Batman's a, Batman's a cooler character. I think Man yeah. of Steel is a good movie, but yeah. uh, Batman's a cooler character. Yeah, we're gonna see Batman kick the hell out of Superman. Not really. The Do other they way dare bring so back so. the Joker in this one? Oh, <laughs> they don't. Be a little. Maybe too soon. Yeah, no. He's been, he's, you're already shoving Wonder been, Woman in there for like seven years. I think you're all right. It's like, yeah, wow. It ought to just be like. It ought to be. It ought to be a Batman right, movie. Old. Where they then cut back and forth, like, there's also a romance between Superman and Wonder Woman, but they just, like, go have coffee for a couple scenes, but then the rest of the movie is just Batman, right? So, like, it's Batman and Superman, but it's, like, Superman is just hanging out with Wonder Woman, and then Batman's, like, off kicking ass. That would, I would like that. That's a movie I want. Yeah. At this rate, you put Wonder Woman in there, why don't you just put the Flash in? Why don't you just call it Justice League? He might. They might. They probably, yeah. He'll show up. They'll have like so. It, actually, they're just gonna go get that kid who's playing Quicksilver. And they're X-Men. trying. Re- <laughs> He'll show up <laughs> with like, fucking goggles and all. Play like six different characters. Yeah, and like that, that temp silver paint in his hair. You know what's funny is I've been reading reviews for X Men, and they say Quicksilver's the coolest character in it. Oh, so like God, he looks horrible. And uh, he, his breakout of Magneto is pretty amazing. I believe it when I see it. He's a he's a really fast guy. I have a hard yeah. time. Well, hey, yeah, I, but I, I think, how, how cool is that opening scene with Nightcrawler? With Nightcrawler, but. They made it pretty Yeah, but cool. he's like teleporting. Yeah. Not just like But it's almost the same I mean, thing. Yeah. Like he's Brian Singer's going to shoot it exactly the same way where like the camera's just going to keep moving but you know that could Do you think Brian really Singer's going to be chasing him and he's like you can't catch me. Get it cuz he's trying that's, to that's fuck good. boys. God damn it. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> we have no we have no proof yet. Just kidding. We deliberately never talked about that story and now anyway. I know I made a joke about it. Yeah. Now we're making light of yeah. that he didn't do anything. Anyway, um, what was else in news? Uh, uh, Roberto Orsi's going to direct Star Wars 3, which I'm... Star Trek. Star Trek 3, sorry, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's getting late, clearly. Um, and then the very last thing, there's a, there's a movie theater in Canada uh, that's going to s- try to start charging more 
for the middle two rows in the theater, the rows that everybody wants. Good luck. Um, so, like, if you wanted to sit, it's almost like at the Greenwood Village, right, where if you want to sit in, like, those big cushy chairs and have a waiter come wait on you, like, you have to pay more, only there won't be big cushy chairs or a waiter. It'll just be the chairs. Um, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, I would, I would deliberately go to a different theater. Yeah. Because uh, they're not offering me anything for the money, just, like... Oh, well, because if I get there early, my time is what I'm investing mm-hmm. right? in getting those seats, right? Um, it's, it's sort of stupid. moot. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of moot because I don't know why you don't just, like, charge an extra 50 cents for every seat and then have reserve seats. Yep. You know? That's why I go to the Alamo. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Alamo doesn't charge extra, but they don't. you also get food, so. And you get to see, like, cool things at the beginning of movies. Yeah. That's how I found out about Hawk Jones is at the Alamo they used to put little clips of it before everything and Yeah. Um Yep. Seems dumb. Stupid Canada. Yeah. That's that's new. I hope it fails miserably. Yeah. Totally. Because right. it's stupid. It's I mean, Canada. It will. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't charge extra for this row, eh? <laughs> we'll apologize for it. Sorry about that. I mean, like if all the movies are three D in that theater, like maybe because like three D seats are kind of yeah. The one time where I start getting really picky about yeah. where I'm at. But here's the thing, but that's though. Yeah, but even then, like... When I saw Spidey, I didn't sit in the middle rows. I went to, like, the second row on the second half of the IMAX because then the screen goes around yeah, me. Yes, fully. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that works better. What's this on the screen here? Uh, it's Godzilla. Uh, what's that all about? So, uh, I don't know if you guys have listened. Before we review Godzilla, we talk about... We say if you should go see it or not, and then at, we'll play the trailer, and then after the trailer, we'll uh, spoil the fuck out of the movie. Um, so, Alex, should people go see Godzilla? I think so, yeah. I think it was pretty cool. Nice. I saw it Thursday early, and then went and saw it again, like, 12 hours later. And, uh, I mean, I didn't... I didn't regret it. I was happy to go see it again <laughs> the second time. <laughs> At the same time, like it being that fresh and uh, and all was kind of, uh, I guess it was. It, we, I saw it in 3D the first time and ah. not in 3D the second time. And I, I guess on one hand, it's hard to say whether or not it's actually that much better in 3D. But it being that fresh uh, and having remembered like every single shot as it was happening was like, well, I, I think I strongly preferred the 3D. Thing. Really? Cool. Yeah. I mean, cool, cool. it was worth it. Good sound. Like Dolby Atmos deal. Uh, 3D. It's totally epic. Giant monster movie roaring and lots of buildings going down and stuff. Like, I don't need anything more than that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pass the mic. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's, yeah. di- it's directional, yeah. so it, yeah. I was um, trying to make that smooth. It wasn't at all. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, yeah, absolutely see it. Um, again, Dolby Atmos, if you can, for sure. Um, cause sound design in general in that movie's pretty great. I'd be surprised if it wasn't nominated. I'd, I'd imagine the Academy takes note of that. Um, but yeah. They don't notice much. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, whatever comes out in December. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Alex sort of took all my points, but for sure, it's a clever, clever little movie for how big it is. Yeah. Yes, I love Godzilla movies. I think this was a Godzilla movie. <laughs> and I mean that in the best possible way. Um, it 
for me, it was a relief because I was really worried that it would suck, and it mm. definitely does not. And it also took away that um, bitter taste that I've been holding in my mouth <laughs> since that Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie came out. <laughs> Too much so, to James Chagrin. Yeah. So yes, I would definitely. He's asexual, see, so he can he's planting eggs and then they hatch and then there's velociraptors. Exactly. I like the part with the velociraptors. It's like Jurassic Park. James, oh, Brad, here. Uh, isn't this movie the same plot? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to make little baby Godzillas and. Well, except they're not Godzillas, but they're little babies of the monster. Uh, oh, spoilers, fuck. Yeah, I don't care. Um, yeah, this movie is <laughs> awesome, except uh, when I go see a Godzilla movie, I want to see Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Not an hour into the movie, or hour and a half. Uh, yeah, I mean, this movie could have used more Jean Renault playing Elvis, um, but I, <laughs> I, I think it's great. It's definitely worth seeing. Um I think this movie would have been better if they'd just taken the first act and the third act and smashed them together and made them longer. Um, so I will probably be a little bit harsh on this in our review, but I really love it and think it's awesome and was so jazzed coming out, so everybody should see it. Yeah. Uh, the movie's pretty badass. Um, I, I think it's a cool movie. I think you should see it. I do have some problems with it, mm-hmm. um, but I still think it's one of the best trailers of the year, and here's, uh, <laughs> here, 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 here's the trailer where you don't know what's going on. It's pretty awesome. I want to talk to somebody in charge. You are not fooling anybody when you say that what happened was a natural disaster. You're lying. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon. Because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. And it is going to send us back to the Stone Age. In 1954, we awakened something. Well, there's nuclear tests in the Pacific. Not tests. They were trying to kill it. You have no idea what's coming.
the fuck is my wife talking to? The cats. Who else should she yeah. talk to? She's beautiful. Um, so, <laughs> uh, you know, Godzilla, it, the, the movie, What I, the thing I do really like about this movie is they treat it really serious. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some goofy, funny parts in it, but it's not that... Uh, you know, Hank Azaria is going to be smashed by Godzilla and he doesn't get smashed by him. Um, uh, Animal's a funny character. But it, the movie's really cool. I love the credits in it because uh, they do this oh, old archival footage Hell and yeah. then you see, you know, Godzilla kind of in the background. and Exactly like in the, uh, yeah, <laughs> in the other one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's the same movie. That, but they, they build up the, the presence of Godzilla and you, bel- you know, they do throw a curveball that... It's something else is the monsters that start off, and mm-hmm. you're expecting it to be Godzilla. Right. Um, which is really cool, because it allows them to make Godzilla a hero in mm-hmm. a Godzilla movie, which is, you know, very traditional, um, but is not what I think most Americans would have expected, right? Like, we're, yeah. we're used to your Cloverfields and Pacific Rims, where the giant monsters are the, are the bad guys. Um, so it was really cool that they were able to pull that off. Um, makes a sequel really easy. It, it does. And... I will say the movie's beautiful. I yeah. mean, not just the special effects, but I think it's shot really well. Yeah. Um, if I had, uh, I have a couple complaints. My my biggest complaint is I think some of the drama is a little hokey in it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't like uh, the ending where uh, the family gets reunited. Um, you know, and I, just the music really bothered me at that point because yeah. they're just really trying to make it emotional but it just comes across really hokey to me it was very cheesy yeah i was so hoping that they would let him go off on the boat and blow up and blow up and die that i would have respected but i don't really would have i'm gonna go a step further and say i think this script is stupid Mm um and i again I, i will own this movie i think it's awesome but the script is real dumb like the whole middle act of this movie is meandering and and a it you know the the trick of like you know you come into this movie and you want to see godzilla fight monsters right so you can do the trick where godzilla runs towards the other monster and they're gonna fight and then you cut away you can do that once or twice to like build suspension and anticipation but they do it so many times through that middle act that i started getting frustrated with it um and i don't know I don't know what some of those action scenes are for, like the one on the train tracks and stuff like that. Like I don't, they're they're just there because they were bored. You know, they were doing the like action scene every ten pages thing, and it's it's not very interesting. But the reason the script is dumb is that the most interesting character and the most interesting relationship dies twenty minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this movie was supposed to be about him and his father and his dad, like reconciling with with not being able to save his sons or his wife. And the two of them getting back to their family and reuniting that family. Like, it has nothing to do with getting back with Elizabeth Olsen. It has everything to do with those two getting back together. And once he's dead, I don't know why I care about Ford. And I don't. Like, all I care about at that point is seeing Godzilla fight monsters. And it takes till the third act for that to happen. Yeah, because you could sort of see it because that's when the, the Japanese kid comes in. Right. Where they're trying to... Yeah, where they're like, well, we need yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just too bad. Uh, I, w- I will say this, though. You know, people will complain about the Godzilla thing, but I actually think it worked really well for the movie um, in so much that the buildup for him coming to Hawaii is amazing. Yeah, oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, you know how they played on the tsunami thing where the water's being sucked back because this force is coming. 
And, you know, he shows up at the airport and it has an awesome hero shot of Godzilla. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I think Godzilla's character design in this is a brilliant. Yeah. And it looks so cool. And I, I remember reading things that the Japanese were complaining that he looked fat. No, he looks like he's just <laughs> built like a fucking monster, yeah. literally. Um, and I, I, I think it took a kind of a Spielberg approach to it where it's going to give you little bites. But just like the shark and Jaws. For different reasons, right. you know, the shark and jaws is because the shark didn't work, but you know, it's like oh, but it builds suspense. Oh yeah, yeah. oh it's come no, no here it's come no, no, and then when they finally fight, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think it looked really. I, I thought it worked really well. I think that's actually the movie's strongest point mm-hmm. um, uh, because I do have problems with like the clunky dialogue, the forced drama, um, but the parts where you're building up the suspense for Godzilla, I think worked really well. Um, I so I would agree. If the stuff, so this is a movie that where like it follows a story that's taking place while somebody else is making a Godzilla movie, right? So like there's a big actiony Godzilla movie being made somewhere, and this is a little story about some people trying to avoid the Godzilla movie, right? It's like it's like War of the Worlds, but with Godzilla, um, and that's awesome. I love the movie again, but the story of the story that's going on with Ford just isn't as interesting as it could be. Where if if those encounters he were having and the, 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 the stuff he was getting stuck in were more interesting and, and there was real character depth to it, um, I would totally agree with you. But that's why I'm saying like that middle act where you're, they're avoiding showing you Godzilla fighting monsters and they're not very good at making me care about Ford's story, that middle act just sort of meanders for me. Um, no, I, yeah, he was kind of like just um, the accidental tourist going through. Totally, he was, things yeah. were happening to him. Yeah, kept yeah. getting sucked back in. Yeah, and you yeah. know that, that was I bring up that point too. It seems like he was always just the lucky guy to not get hurt. Yeah, you know, and that that as a little <laughs> yeah that th- those parts of the script really bothered me. But uh, I, I mean the the monsters looked amazing. Yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty impressive looking movie. It really is, and the sound is unreal. Um, I love movies, you know, the part it's in the trailer, but it's a little more in depth where the jets are falling out of the sky in mm-hmm. our theater. Yeah, I could yeah. hear them like coming from behind me and dropping and yeah. And that's just really clever use of sound. Man, and, when, when his tail starts to light up blue. Yeah. Like that's the thing. The whole third act is fucking badass from beginning to end. It's just super cool. Um, you know, they got to sneak into the nest and kill all the babies, just like in the last Godzilla movie. Um, Except it's not Godzilla's babies. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They're still monster babies. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, they don't, yeah, they don't hatch and they don't slide around on gumballs. Like, I understand. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference between them. They didn't use um, the off the shelf um, pregnancy test either. I was, <laughs> oh, I was waiting for that. That's true. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Oh, All you got to do is get Godzilla to pee on a stick and you can find out whether or not he's pregnant. Um, oh, man, you're right. That was bad. Uh, but, too, but you yeah. know, the first part he shoots fire is pretty badass. But I was waiting for that. I was hoping for that. When it finally happened, I was so relieved. And yeah. There was, I think, everybody in the audience who uh, appreciates Godzilla, was waiting for that moment, too. When yeah. it finally happened, there were fists in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and then when he killed this second monster, there was cheers in our audience. Oh, yeah. Because he, he shot fire down his 
skull until yeah. its head decapitated. Yeah, first he starts to, like, King Kong its jaws open, and you think, yeah. like, oh, he's going to rip it in half, and then just, like, burns its whole body out from the inside. <laughs> um, I didn't even think they were going to do it, right? Like, I didn't think they would pull off fiery, lightning-breathing Godzilla in an American-made movie, but it looks, it's cool. Um, and they, I, I think they earn it, right? Like, they, they build yeah, yeah. the idea of giant crazy monster things well enough that at that point you're like oh yeah sure whatever they can fucking breathe <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah, they well, want they, they eat you know they eat radiation radio, yeah radiation out of bombs like it's a soda can so. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> but there is like really cool set pieces i mean you know the russian sub like stuck on an island and yeah the monster yeah. like vampiring it out is pretty sweet but yeah for sure the whole thing that the uh Honolulu airport airport all looks really cool. Oh, like, and like that, great. that sequence where it tears through the train, like that was really cool. Um, just a neat set design. I guess yeah. everything that had to do with Godzilla and the other monsters was done really extremely well. well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, so, you know, Elizabeth Olsen didn't get naked in it. You know, I expect I know. that. Was from she her even, movies. was she even in the movie? Like, yeah, um, you know, you get to a point where you just expect it from her. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, if Brian Cranston had been through the whole movie, yeah, I think this been. would have been the most amazing movie. Yeah, when he died, I thought, huh. I was actually that's shocked. an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah, I was shocked because yeah. he's really, you know, because that that dialogue is not the strongest. But when you have yeah. someone like that at that caliber who just believes the dialogue, then you just get on board with it. Um, you know, I've said this before in Oblivion. Tom Cruise says a line where he says, "Who are you?" And I believe every word that he says in that. And, you know, when Brian Cranston is in this and you know he's crazy, he's supposed to be that eccentric, you know, crazy guy. But you're just on board with him because he knows how to. When he pulls up his wife dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they should have oh, yeah. just killed Ford. Like, <laughs> Ford should have died at the, at, at the scene in the beginning. And then Brian Cranston should have had yeah. to fight his way back to save, like, to keep Ford's family safe. And to like, see that his, his grandkid that he's never seen. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that's <laughs> a fucking awesome story that then has Godzilla fighting monsters yeah, in it. That's an actual arc. Too, <laughs> right. Because what's Ford's arc? He, the, uh, oh, my dad's crazy and dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's this bridge here. I hope I don't fall off it. And there's this guy. I guess he's dead. Uh, yeah. My, yeah. Yeah. My dad taught me to try to save my family and i did a better job than he did and also yeah. save any random japanese kids that i come across yeah mission accomplished <laughs> yeah I... yeah because <laughs> like short round <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 he starts playing yeah. cards with the little because the japanese See, kid you know why like i would too, never yeah. make it yeah. as yeah. a Baseball filmmaker hat. in hollywood because me i would always want to like shock the audience so that part where that little japanese kid like falls and he saves him i would have him literally fall out and go into like to the monster's mouth just because people be like, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> because yeah. everybody expects the kid to be yeah. saved. Yeah. Fuck the kid. And that scene would have been so much more impactful if that had been Brian Cranston instead of Ford. And you know what? And that's why the death of Gwen Stacy works in Spider-Man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, with uh, the, uh, like, I agree that a lot of the writing and dialogue is sort of unforgivable. But then I think he just, the director really kind of, stood up and because like the scene with the silhouette of the uh the paratrooper guy mm -hmm. and all that i mean anyone else is just going to show him ejecting and then the, it hitting the building mm -hmm. but that little oh yeah that was brilliant yeah it's was, just oh, like yeah. he's coming it's down and then boom insanely just... clever the yeah. way through to make up what's his for name that gareth right. evans gareth davis yeah the guy that did 
Yeah, he's only made one other movie. Monsters? Monsters? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, all around, I just think the overall, I mean, I agree with basically every negative thing yeah. that's been said. I mean, I definitely, seeing with Brian Cranston in the opening credits is like, oh, wait, like, mm. oh, is he really? And uh, same problem that I have, if I just pull in another movie for like 10 seconds, Avatar in general, like, I can't get behind kind of a, a, a characterless military guy yeah. that basically yeah. is just like, well, no, he does right. kind of react to things around him a little. He's yep. just kind of like, Semper Fi, let's just mm-hmm. fucking let's get yeah, it done. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, I at first I was like, Brian Cranston being dead, a little disappointed, like for half a second. But I'm thinking, okay, maybe maybe that's okay. Maybe that's mm-hmm. still going to be all right. Maybe, there's, maybe the movie can mm-hmm. hold up from here on out. But then, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on. And I mean, I love the train sequence still with it. I love... I guess the idea and some of the mm-hmm. things that happen, sort of the dramatic irony of like, okay, the train stopped and now you see the monster start to move and it's there and they're moving the train again now. And you, you sort of, there's still yeah. direct on a, from a director's standpoint, like he's the less is more thing. Totally stand by it. The Spielbergian always, and the thing with the 3d always seeing the action through something mm. through it gives the, it the window of the train and to like that made it work all the time and it's it's you don't totally have the detached camera zooming in and around mm, and the monsters yeah. it's yeah. always from a first person sort of perspective and one thing that was blowing my mind because i again like trailer wise like you said craziest that teaser that first teaser with that haunting music mm. and that so there are like two or three shots in the trailer that when they actually showed up in the movie, I was like, holy shit, that is not the shot from the trailer. It is the same yeah. exact shot, but they pulled all the stuff out of it. Like that first teaser yeah. has that Halo jump sequence, first person, mm-hmm. where the reveal is the lightning flashes and you just see Godzilla's back. Yeah. And then in the movie, suddenly you're like, oh, okay, here's that cool shot of Godzilla's back. But no, it's them like duking it out. Mm-hmm. And he falls like through them. So, you know, yeah. like... I don't know how a director like him has so much, if at all, if this is how has so much control over the marketing, or mm-hmm. however that is, where he's like, "We're gonna build this shot this way, and then over the next six months, we're gonna re undo all of that, and we're gonna put something else in there for the sake of having the shot." Or mm-hmm. like when they're closing the bay doors or whatever sure. in the trailer, and it's just Godzilla roaring, but it actually is like two of them duking it, like just totally redoing shots mm-hmm. for the sake of being able to show something and not giving anything away, like that. And again, that's not really a critique on the movie itself. It's just the 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 foresight of like we're gonna show very little, uh, and what we do show is not what you're gonna see in the end anyway. Yeah. Um, no, and agree. you know, so like uh, beyond that, other other little things like I I always kind of have a problem. I can easily bring this back to the Dark Knight Rises. No problem. Here we go because it's like it's the same. It's so incredibly awesome to see Godzilla almost King Kong him and and you I feel like everybody expected it sort of looks like he's just gonna rip him in half, like you said. And uh but the catwoman coming up behind Bane just exploding and there's Catwoman. Like that is never okay in any movie for me. Like the the bad guy getting caught with his pants down and Godzilla just coming up behind him and like not cool. I like I'm not ever happy <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. with the and with the protagonist just 
popping up and having a five second little sequence of a of a tiff, and then he's and then it's over, like, uh, like all it's it's the weirdest. I'm totally conflicted about it because I love how it looks and I love how it goes down and I love watching like I want to watch that frame by frame just its head come off and mm-hmm. him like ho- like roaring and dropping the head into the into the you know but conceptually like why do we have to do that in every every summer movie especially it's always like you got this big awesome bad guy going around wrecking stuff and then uh oh like good guy comes up behind him and, and that's it and then that's over like i why can't they just duke it out forever and then actually win like a fair fight why is it always that like, i don't know i i 100% agree with you because even though even though that scene is like like we all thought they were going to go king kong route it's never going to be as cool as the scene in king kong even the 33 yeah. version because we watched them wrestle for a while, and King Kong gets the upper hand. Whereas that one, it was just right. like, "Ah, gotcha, motherfucker!" Yeah. And then he kills him. And you're like, and it's it's still super badass. Like that's the thing. Like we're we're being really harsh on a movie that was still fucking right. dope as shit. But it, I wanted to see more wrestling monsters, which is it's it's probably a, like a testament to how good the movie is, right? Like if they if they hadn't pulled off giant monsters fighting so well. You wouldn't want to see more of them, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's one of those funny little, I don't know. But just like, like Pacific Rim, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's two big things fighting, and right. it looks yeah, badass. Yeah. Right. Well, but in this case, it does because I, I had that thought as I was leaving. Was I was like because I watched Pacific Rim today. The difference is that Pacific Rim, they're constantly having more and more fights between giant badass things, so the plot doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. the stupid scenes where they're fighting with sticks that's just kind of dumb and the dialogue sucks. Like you don't care as much because they're going to go straight from that to like, Oh my God, there's a giant knife head thing and it's going to fight this big robot. So you don't care. Whereas this one, they deliberately cut away from the fight sequences. So they have to rely on those, um, right on that stuff more. Um, which also means you can do that trick where you keep pulling away if you deliver in the end. And if you, and in order to do that in this case, you needed like five more minutes of just like wide shots of monsters fighting. Like, like, yeah, because I, yeah. I think it's the whole Jaws thing. Because I don't have a problem with how little we see Godzilla, but that middle stuff with all the dialogue has to be brought to the same level. Exactly, it has yeah. to be Jaws, like, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like they have to, you know, sing and talk about their scars in the bottom of a boat while yeah. you don't see a shark. Yeah, I was, um, I was expecting a lot more atomic debate. Yeah, like the going back to the themes of the originals, but they can't because they killed Brian Cranston. Exactly. Fuck. Yeah, why did exactly. they do that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's a cool movie. Yeah, it's a really cool. I love the Blu-ray. Hell yeah, and I'll yeah. watch it a lot. One thing I definitely appreciated was the fact that the monsters were forces of nature. Mm. Yeah, and there was nothing that the military could do to really influence really anything. Yeah, uh, or get in their way, or no, I agree. Yeah, or impede their progress in, in any way, shape, or form. And when they tried to, um, it, the, the one, uh, you know, their, um, you know, to take the missile, the bomb, and take it out to the ocean. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. okay, the monster just picked it up and you know was going to eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, everything then, they tried yeah. to do is backfired. You're right. It's, yeah, it's really cool that you know. Uh, it is. You just nature has to take its course, and um, you know that's why Godzilla is around. 
it. <laughs> I love that the human characters the whole time. I was really from day one. I'm concerned that it's going to end with that third act. All firepower. Here's the military screaming a bunch of stuff. All firepower focused here. Let's just the monsters are all fighting, and we got the military somehow saving the day. You got two monsters. Maybe one of them is Godzilla taking them out. The other one's the human characters because we got to give them a reason to be here. I so love that. On one hand, like you are kind of repeating the baby thing from the other one, but it's only like the human characters are only there to fix their own stupid problems that they. Caused themselves Like they literally don't have any influence Over and that's another decision That I I can't I I, I can't complain about At all like they really it is It is inherently kind of a stupid Script yeah but they at least Somebody back there whether it was the director Or somebody was like we can't Give the human Like give them a plot based on them making stupid decisions and just having to go in there and fix it and let the monsters have their moment. Like, so that's, that's another thing I'm super happy about. I did not want to see them all cheering because they helped save the day. They just helped not fuck it all up. Which <laughs> yeah. Is awesome. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's something to be said for the fact that like the only thing that redeems this movie is a 600 foot tall fire breathing dragon monster that like 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 the the actual plot of the movie is and the script is so bad that the only way you can make it awesome for people is to put giant fucking monsters that destroy a city in it and then suddenly it's like okay cool um yeah that's the yeah yeah but well because yeah like on a script level when they're going in looking for the in nevada this nuclear stockpile and all that and they're checking all the doors. And they miss the fact they that miss there's a half a mountain missing. Yeah, and it's already <laughs> on its way. Yeah, yeah. But you're totally fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the other side of the mountain, guys. <laughs> no, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the thing. is it, it, it would be fine in the movie as part of, like, the humans just being dumb. But anyway. Yeah. It's awesome. Dude, people need to go see this movie. Well, we tried that, uh, we tried that last time. Like, uh... We dropped the bomb in him last time, but this one's bigger, so it'll, <laughs> so it'll totally work this time. Yeah, he's like, no, I don't think, you know, yeah, you know I don't think there's ever. Brian Cranston is like the crazy character, but he ends up being the most like <laughs> the smartest guy in the whole <laughs> damn movie, yeah. and he dies twenty minutes in. Yeah. Again, it's a stupid <laughs> script, oh, but yeah. uh, but it's a movie about giant monsters, and they, f- and, uh, and they look at the end really of the day, cool. They look great and yeah. awesome. Could have used more Velociraptors though. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. That's the whole thing about the second time through and not, not doing 3D. I mean, I was a little bummed out, but I was like, it was either 3D or Dolby uh, Atmos, yeah. So it was like, it's got to be sound because, you know, and a bigger screen, and that's great. But uh, it, like, dawns on me, uh, like, 20 minutes in, I was like, wow, wait, wait, wait. Like, having remembered the movie so well, having just seen it, it's like, man, he really is only in this movie for 15 minutes. And I, I kind of could take a giant nap and like, not really be that bummed <laughs> out. Yeah. Like, I love that airport sequence. And yeah. the first time through, definitely having that epic. So there's like, again, the Spielbergian sort of long shot of one airplane goes out, then another, <gasps> one, oh, then dude, another one, then so another cool. one. And then the foot comes in. And even just the second time through, I was just watching the people in the airport in the in the foreground and they're all freaking out as the airplanes are exploding but as soon as Godzilla's foot comes in everyone just stops <laughs> like all the extras just are like wait what <laughs> and then they sort of tracks up Godzilla and the, I 
And that's yeah, I and I think that's the first time they really pull that like yeah. here it is, but no, not really. We're gonna make it sort of a joke where you see a play on the TV. Yeah. And like I absolutely love that the first time around. Yep. Oh, I love it. Second time around, one. seeing it twelve hours later, I'm just like, I just want to get to the fucking fifteen minutes <laughs> of this thing of the wide shot and the fire breathing, like and that's it. And it the second yeah. time, like I thought it went by too fast the first time because I'm so like it's just like this more 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 give me more, but then the second time it was arguably faster yeah. for some reason. I was just like I thought I would have more time to soak in each shot, but uh, already kind of knowing that he's only in it for like fifteen minutes made made it just sort of suddenly there to the credits. And I'm like oh, I like here's hoping that the sequel that is inevitably going to happen can in the same way that an origin story needs to set up whatever yeah. forever like uh at this point you can just i i'd just be show okay Godzilla with fighting yeah things. if you don't have brian Cran- all the characters are dead like for the love of god don't bring back jarhead dude like, just, <laughs> like don't yeah. if he didn't need to survive in the first place i think you're totally right like uh having him die on the boat would have been uh excellent um uh, but uh whether or not it's going to be like Mecha Godzilla, like Adam's building us, we need to build a Godzilla for that's like every other movie these days too. I feel like though, so it totally makes a lot of a lot of sense that that would be the safe bet was just have this have part two be humans are scared, we need to have something to fight back, so we're going to build a rope. I mean, it and for some b- reason that seems in the same way that the fire breathing thing is like, are they going to do it? Is that too much in a movie where already we're watching monsters fight and yeah. But for some reason, Mechagodzilla also feels kind of like... Over the top. Yeah, but how? But how is that? Know. It doesn't make any sense. How it should, I, how it should come be from space, though. Next whatever one, it is? Yeah, next one. It should be like the Cloverfield monster, and then they just go kick the shit out of cool. it. Cool. And there should be a bunch of As long of as they get more than 15 minutes, I'll yeah. like it more. There should be like six so. of them, and, he's got, and they all like, they <laughs> get in a line, and he just like kills them six different ways, right? Yeah. In the middle of fucking, I don't know, a big town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's I want to see him destroy Sheboygan. <laughs> yeah. Uh one foot. Bam. But that's the thing that I have with not seeing him that much is like how much in the history of Godzilla when he's just alone like that, how much does he actually do? Like how many moves? He's got the tail move, the atomic breath. I don't know. He was only in the movie for 15 yeah, yeah. minutes. Like, like what are their options? I mean, cuz back in the day, well, he can do that thing where he like Stands up on his tail and flies yeah. horizontally. Right, That's true. Um, he could rip a spire off the top of a, a skyscraper and use it as a sword. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, he, yeah. The Brad saying that when he tail whips the thing, like that was really inventive and cool for a movie where they basically are just boxing the whole time. Um, so yeah, no, they can. Fr- I want them to take the time and the effort to like yeah. figure out how to make something cool. You know, right? Um, yeah, and it sort of depends on what the vi- what the villain is. Like, if you if you create a cool monster for him to fight, then there might be interesting opportunities for him to, especially if they go the whole two versus two route sort of thing, where he teams mm-hmm. up with one. Yeah, give him a friend, like yeah. a little version of him, monster. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the little Godzilla, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little yeah, uh, yeah exactly. L-I-L apostrophe. He runs Godzilla. around like maybe he has a diaper. You know, <laughs> like a big yeah. diaper. Um, that would be cool. You know, 
And he says funny one-liners. Yeah, and like he tries to he tries to bring breathe fire, but then like he hiccups and like smoke comes out of his nose. Or Godzilla breathes fire. He's like, yeah, that's horrible halitosis. (laughs) (laughs) I should write it. Call me Hollywood. Yeah. No. He could just go. He could. He he could be like. They time travel right back in time, and then he fights dinosaurs. I'd see that. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's a Jurassic Park prequel. Yeah. yeah. Or like we just time travel back into like the time when the Earth was very irradiated and there were lots of those monsters. Yeah, yeah actually. So it's like back to the future. More radiation. Exactly. Yeah, right. Like it's back to the future, but with Godzilla. Um, so like he goes back and then he accidentally gets like, he has sex with Godzilla's mom and so Godzilla never gets born. And then, I don't like this at all. Never mind. <laughs> Remember when all the dinosaurs went extinct? Killing each other by throwing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't get that line. What the hell is she, what is she referring to? <laughs> She's like, back in a time when and they're like showing I'm pretty sure they're showing like pictures of dinosaurs from like They are, yeah, it's a drawing of dinosaurs and then she's yeah. like back before the dinosaurs there was lots of radiation and these large monsters wandered the earth and ate each other and ate radiation. I don't yeah. know how they ate radiation. Yeah. But no, I was just, uh, Aaron, they, and I were bomb Aaron and I were just it. talking about they went extinct by throwing nukes at each other, and that's actually like what <laughs> like suddenly the whole. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, so and then Godzilla was, swam to the ocean, and he, yeah. he eats the radiation at the bottom of the ocean that causes volcanoes or something. I don't know. I don't think they know what radiation is. It doesn't matter. It's Godzilla. <laughs> no, Seems really. legit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. He sleeps at the bottom of the ocean and eats radiation. Um,. Doesn't she was matter. she was surprisingly spazzy. Everything she's she's trying really hard. Do you mean that? Like with that, the li- yeah, yeah, with the lines she's given. Yeah. She's like, but, the, but but the Americans <laughs> just everything everything <laughs> is like so like. <laughs> Brian Cranston's uh, gone, so somebody's gotta try. Like, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the guy that was he and he was supposed to be freaked out and not know what's going on, and he was more calm than she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a weird character because he's a dude. That's, Whoa. Yeah, you're, <laughs> oh I man! There. Um, All around bold. I'd, I'd be super interested to find out like why, how, and why. Whether or not it was someone seeing monsters, and they're like, "We need to get this guy," or if he was just kicking down doors and sleeping in, uh, like couches in in the lobby, like demanding to talk to somebody. But, like, I know, I know how you can do this. Sort of. I know. I read something at some point where the director. Um, claimed like he was actually watching like this marathon of all the original Godzillas when they called him and asked him to do it. Hmm. But, uh, I mean, this guy, Monsters was like a basement movie, right? Yeah. $5,000 or something? That's something cheap like that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, good to see Hollywood doing that, taking those risks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, and especially something with... that Something that, like Godzilla, which already has a pretty bad reputation based on just what happened a decade ago and just could no matter who does it could just be a horrible movie yeah uh, no matter how cool the monster is um and uh i don't know I'm it does make you wonder what that process was like yeah how did he get yeah this movie i mean because did nobody else want to touch it yeah i mean right that's a, that's, that's a good question but he hmm. all in all I, I think it's that when Godzilla you're when you're the guy killed who, it. Yeah. I have a lot of complaints, but like first he's, time he's through I would good. say I was it was I was letting it all go. I was like, oh, I totally. don't really care. And you still how bad should this, like 
everything yeah. that we said about this movie, I will still go see this movie again and probably own it and like yeah, because totally. it's great. It's oh, just it an interesting conversation. Beautiful. Oh God, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I think I think the the story is that when you made a five thousand dollar movie about small about big bugs and stuff, and they come to you and say like, hey, do you want to make a two hundred million dollar movie? You say yes. Yeah. And so that's the story. Um, go see it in three D. If you go there again. That's interesting. If you go, I'm kind it, of it totally. Uh, there wasn't. It, I mean, there weren't any parts that. Maybe, I'm kind of sensitive to it, where you get that sort of ghosting effect. Or yeah. Whatever, like, never really had that problem. Cool. So oh, cool. it was. It was neat. Cool guys. Ryan, Tell us you? one more time where we can find you and how we can donate to your project. Um, Indiegogo.com. Search for Mount Molehill. Uh, Facebook. AR Works. Epicene Entertainment. Urban Lights Entertainment. Um. Yes, we'd really like just watch the trailer once or twice. Um, if we don't get our goal, then we're going to have to feed the girl to the bear. So that's on your shoulders. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. Um, oh. Take with that what you will. Yeah. So uh, thanks, guys, for stopping by. We appreciate it. Next week, we'll be seeing X-Men Days of Future Past. With that Goggles kid in it. Yes. Goggles. Cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks. 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 Yeah. Great to be here. Appreciate Cheers. it. Bye. Bye. Suck my balls. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.